Hey you, yeah you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys, your boy Uche, I got my boy, Easy. It's easy. It's way too easy. Happy Labor Day, easy. Happy Labor Day, guys. Happy Labor Day to the people who have jobs still. Um, You know, the economy is supposedly getting better. Supposedly. They're they're adding jobs. And I'm doing this because I I don't know if that's facts. But yeah, man, you know, the the unemployment rate is still 8.4. That's extremely high, guys. I don't know if you guys know this. Very high. But I mean... There's some little pandemic going on right now, so I get it. Something like it's it's something that rhymes with the uh, some beer that I used to drink. You know, I I forget the name, but something that rhymes with Dos Equis, Flos Fleckies. Maybe who's counting? But uh, yeah, man. uh, (laughs) Something that rhymes with Guinness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, like you said, happy happy Labor Day for the people out there. You know, it's this is officially the end of summer, technically. You know what I'm saying? Pools are closing. Uh, people schools are, are opening. No, closing. Schools are opening. Oh, schools. Yeah, yeah. Schools are opening. Um, hurricane season is about to be in store for people who are traveling, to, you know what I'm saying, like the Caribbeans and stuff like that. Jump yeah. off or migrating south. With the birds, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think, Beautiful. but by south, but Beautiful. by south, I think you mean by south, I think you mean Mexico. No, <laughs> my name <laughs> Puerto, Puerto Rico. You Puerto know what? Speaking of, I had a conversation with uh, my barber, and he has a uh, he has a, a baby mama that's in Puerto Rico, and I was like, you know something, Puerto Ricans. You don't hear them say they're actually American as much. They, you know, if you if you come across a Puerto Rican, they say, "Man, I'm Puerto Rican." I'm pretty sure some of them say, "I'm not American. I'm Puerto Rican." But you know, Puerto Rican is Puerto Rico is actually part of America. It's America's territory, so they're technically Americans. Uh, thank thank you for the uh, the the history lesson. Um, we did not need to know that because I think most people knew that. You know what I'm saying? But hey, it's all good. It's all good. Tell me, so uh, if you actually see somebody that says, hey, think about it. Uh, come on. Uh-huh. We've, been, we've all been to New York, right? And right. you've seen somebody that said my heritage is Puerto Rican, right? Yes, I'm absolutely. Puerto Rican. I'm Puerto Rican. That's like somebody essentially saying, man, I'm Floridian. I'm Floridian. No, it's not. Why is it Because because Florida is a state and Puerto Rico is a country. I get Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, and and, and 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 one is a territory, which means Puerto Rico has its own culture. It's own. It's like has its own tradition, and mm-hmm. they simply are just affiliated officially with America. Mm-hmm. They have their own tradition. They spend U.S. dollars. I think that's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they call themselves American though. Like, how does that work? That's my that's my question. Are for they the even people, a- for the for the, country? 
They're not country. They're not a country. Puerto, Puerto, Puerto Rico is not a country? Puerto Rico is not a country. <laughs> what is Puerto Rico? It's an island. Fam, an island, island can be a country. What are you talking about? What? How can an island, how can an island, an island? An island just means, it just describes the body of land. I don't know about this, brother. I don't know. Oh, no. Hey, you are. You hey, listen, before, are you listen, sure? listen, listen, before, before we keep going into the, into the shits, I, 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 need to, I need to intro the episode. We forgot to do that. Let's, let's this see. is episode 80, and we are broadcasting live from an island. <laughs> <laughs> Revis Island or what, what island? One of the, Rona Island? I, I don't know, man. But now back to this convo. And we'll make this quick before we jump into the, the hot topics. But um, I'm trying to think of another country that's a, that that is an island. Um, okay, uh, there this has to be it. one that's obvious. I want you to listen to this. This is this is the internet. Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States. Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens. Yes. Um, it is. Puerto Rico is an unincorporated territory of the United States classified as a commonwealth. Many Puerto Ricans consider it to be a country in, its, in itself. So it's not officially a country. It's no, no, that has nothing to do with, I did not say it was a country. My brother, I did not say that. That's Many a, Puerto Ricans say what? Okay, I, I consider Texas a country. That doesn't mean yes. it's a country. But that would be false because they're not, because they're in the United States of America and they are officially a state. Of the country of, of America. U.S. Puerto Rico, Puerto, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. See, see, I think the biggest question what that is, I have. What? The, the biggest question that I have is, what are the core difference, differences between a territory and a state? A That's what I need to understand. A territory is pretty much, okay, here's the thing. No, no, let, let, let's, let's, Google, let's Google this. <laughs> Hold on. Somebody has to yeah, nah, I don't, let's, let's put some. Go ahead, man. We're going to commercial, right? Let's uh, do a commercial. Territory versus state. Here we go. (laughs) See, what is the difference between a territory and a state? Under Article 4 of the U.S. Constitution, a territory is subject to and belongs to the United States, but not necessarily within national boundaries or an individual state. This includes tracts of islands, water, blah, 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 blah. Oh, oh, oh. in, in any states is not limited as a state into the union. All right. It's, it's not a country. It's, island is not a country, stupid. Why are you saying island? Nobody, I, I didn't even mention island. Not, 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 that one time I never said island. No, you, you said about? an island earlier. You said an island is a country, like an island can be a country. No, an island's an island. They're not, an island is not considered a country. That's why Jamaica... Oh, my God. UK Hold territory, on. brother. Jamaica is UK territory. They're not... That's country... A- I, I got you. Hold up. Countries that are islands. Boom. Countries that are islands. List of island countries. This, this is a dumb argument. You're about to be proven wrong instantly. I just don't have the names off the top. All right. Cuba, that is an island. Uh, what else? Dominican Republic, that is an island. What else? Haiti, that is an island. Iceland, that is an island. 
Ireland is an island. You know, Japan is an island. Did you know that? I know that. Of course I know that. So then when you tell me an island can't be a country, that, that's stupid. Well, okay. Uh, let me it doesn't make sense. <laughs> let me rephrase it. Let me back. Please, because that didn't make any I, sense. In, I, an island, it, just because you are an island doesn't mean you're a country. That's what I meant to say. Just because you're an island doesn't mean you are a country. I wasn't arguing that. So Puerto I, Rico I agree. is not a country. That's what I was really trying to tell you. Just because you're an island, you're not a country. I wasn't arguing that. I agree with that. You're wrong about I, what you think you said. But let's move on, though, man. Let's get into the episode, man. How about that? I think we, so. Some yeah. ill-advised facts for people who... See, we got started, right? We got started. Ill-advised facts for people who actually thought they knew what an island was or lacked thereof, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Is from your thought? Man, that's... Man, yeah, man. Aren't you going to Mexico? You flying down south, right? I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm ready to go. Yo, listen. Uh, for those of you guys who, who stuck through this, this pointless discussion we just had, hopefully you learned something. Uh... But if you're new to this, you know, you, this is what we do, guys. You know, this is, this is what we do. We, if you're part of the wise gang, we have wise, intelligent conversations that usually end up in really nothing. But hey. Uh, I'm always right on these conversations for some reason. You were wrong every time, this, this entire time. There's just some people that are just, just don't know what the hell they're talking about sometimes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think... Yeah, you know, usually people with, like, pipes and uh, open wires behind them, you know, usually those people are wrong. Are you calling, are you calling Super Mario wrong? I'm, man, I'm kicking your ass. <laughs> hey, let's get into... You've been... Let's you get into Sonic the Hedgehog kid, weren't you? I was, man. I had the shoes and everything, man. Stop hating. Uh, for those of you guys who are listening on, on Apple Podcasts, yo, give us a rating, a review. You're watching this on YouTube. Give us a like. <laughs> like the video. Or as they like to say, smash the like button. <laughs> what the hell? Smash the like button. Yeah, you don't watch YouTube, so you don't understand this. Smash it? Um, like, Calm down. Go it's, not, it's not that deep. <laughs> <laughs> put a condom on? <laughs> should, should, <laughs> should I put a condom on before I hit the like button? No, it's not that deep, man. What the hell? Uh, that? But, um... Yeah, man, we, we hope you guys stay with us for the rest of the show. We're going to get into some new music. And we got a special conversation with an with a up-and-coming artist later on on our uh, Who Got Next segment. So stay tuned. Um, and if you don't want to watch the full episode, hey, I'm sure we'll include the timestamps in the episode description. Nonetheless, let's get into this first topic. Uh, Steve Nash. Actually, wait a minute. I think I'm out of order. Nope. NBA playoffs, man. Let's get into that. NBA playoff predictions. For those of you guys who are watching the playoffs, Giannis and the Bucks are down 3-0 as of today. Now, I don't know when you guys are going to be listening to this episode. The Bucks may, they may pull it out. They may go to seven games and win. Who knows? Even though I don't think that's going to happen. We go, hey, let's do series by series as of right now, and we'll give our prediction really quickly. All right? Bucks versus Heat. Who you got? Is that a rhetorical question? Like, I mean, I, I do. Think, I, mean, I, 
I think Bucks can pull it out. I mean, I think Bucks can win if, if Miami won three in a row. That's what a lot of people don't understand. If Miami won three in a row, why can't Bucks win three in a row? I think that they're going to make it close, but I think Miami's going to end up winning. Uh, yeah, I'm calling a sweep. Um, I got I got Heat winning in four. Obviously, that's what a sweep is. But um, MVPs can't. No, but that's that's not true. Didn't LeBron win that MVP that one year where they got swept in the finals by the by the Spurs? He ain't win the MVP that year. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, not much to talk about in this series. We'll see what happens in the next round when the Heat win. Celtics, <laughs> Celtics and Raptors. Who you got, man? I think that's going to be a pretty good series. Uh, after that very, very tight game-winning play, like the game-winning three-point shot. Like, did you see? Everybody wants to talk about the shot. Did you see that pass by Kyle Lowry? That's my Kyle Lowry's my favorite player. I've been telling you guys lately. That's my favorite player. I got off the John Wall bandwagon, and now. Kyle Lowry is my favorite player. He made a fantastic pass. I think that makes the difference in this series. I think Toronto's going to come back and win the series. Bro, you just sound like Tim Legler. That that was you've been watching a lot of freaking <laughs> NBA analysis, huh? Like, I love me some was, Tim Legler. Yo, that was perfect uh, NBA analysis talk. But anyway, I aspire um, to the first take. I I get it. Um, I can tell. But uh, you know what? I uh I got the Celtics, man. I, I think the Celtics are, are poised to um to really establish what they've already established in this series. Granted, OG Ananobi, my guy OG, one of the tightest he names I've, I've heard in my life. Like you. He actually looks you guys look very similar. You and OG Ananobi. It's probably the hair. Well, well, him and Spike Lee too, right? I mean, I guess mm-hmm. we're all related. You look like a dog somehow, somewhere. He has no facial um, hair. <laughs> right. Uh or glasses that I can tell. But um yeah, I, I got I got the Celtics, man. I got the Celtics. They're just a better team to me. Granted, Toronto is scrappy. They have people like Kyle Lowry, like you said, dudes who are not gonna let them go without a fight. I will not be surprised if this series gets tied up and um it goes to about six or seven games. I would not be surprised, but I got the Celtics. I got them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um next series, Nuggets and Clippers, man. <laughs> I think that's – I would like the series to be a three-game sweep. I I don't even feel like watching uh, any of that. I mean, Nuggets oh, – Come on, I, man. You don't want to watch – you don't want to watch freaking, freaking Jokic? Come on. Come on, man. Yo, Jokic. You don't like Jokic? I, like, I love Jokic, but – when when a fat white man goes up against some rough, rugged black dudes <laughs> in basketball, the sport of basketball, if your best player is that versus these rugged-ass black dudes, nah, not in basketball. Wait, is Jokic the best player on that team? Of course he's the best player. I mean, don't give me that Jamal Murray nonsense. Jokic I'm asking a question. Are you sure he's the yeah. best player on that team? It's, it's, it goes Jokic, then Bobo. Then Michael Porter, then uh, yeah, all right, all right, knock it off. All right, I'm Alex done with this. Plumley. You're you're way off base, number one, because now I give you Jokic as being the best player, but don't give me Bobo. I ain't talking about potential. I'm talking about who is the best player. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say the Water Boy before Jamal Murray. No, no, no. It's Jokic then Jamal Murray. In my in my humbling opinion, if the, if they're to win, 
Jokic is the one. Because remember, if you watched Game Seven, they Jokic actually hit the game-winning shot. Nobody talks about it, but he actually hit the game-winning shot, and he started playing good. So, yeah, yeah, um, I, yeah. I got, I got, I got Clippers easily. Got Clippers this is not even, a, it's not even a conversation. It's, it's, it's done. Uh, and then lastly, Rockets and Lakers. Lakers won. Sorry, La- Rockets won Game One, which is crazy to me. But um, you know, we talked about this a little offline. Rockets are a very, um, a very bad matchup for anybody because of the fact you know they're high-powered um, superstars. I mean, let's not forget at the end of the day they got Russell Westbrook and Harden. Like any t- any team with both of those caliber players on there, I would not consider that team trash so like let's anticipate a good series however i got lakers coming out of that just because i think they're a better overall team with uh better leadership period and and not enough said i i got rockets i got i got rockets i i i think what a lot of people forget is the only team that has stood in the Rockets' way these last couple of years is Golden State Warriors. Rockets have been easily handling the rest of the league. So I don't think it's just this automatic thing where you just pick Lakers to win. I think Rockets are going to give them major issues. I actually think Rockets are going to win the series. So if that's... Yeah, the- let's, yeah let's not get it twisted. Let's not get it twisted. Uh, I'm not saying Rockets are going to lose badly. I'm not saying Lakers are going to sweep or anything like that. That is not what I'm saying. Um, definitely going to be close, but uh, we'll see how many games it actually goes to, you know, by the time somebody wins. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, sticking with the NBA, though, because I do think we should move on. Steve Nash recently got the head coaching job for um, – the Brooklyn Nets, which um, came as a surprise to me. I mean, I, it sounded like it shocked everybody. Uh, I don't want to talk about the hiring per se and whether or not he'll actually do a good job because that it remains to be seen. We'll see. He's never coached before. We have nothing to go off of. So we'll see what happens. He does have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving as his top dudes next year to anchor that team. So we'll see how the team operates. What I want to get at is the sort of the tone that was set from a cultural, you know, standpoint with the hiring of a white guy. Um, A lot of people are calling white privilege with this. A lot of people are saying, what about all these black coaches that didn't get opportunities? Why are you not hiring black coaches? All of this stuff. I want to get your thoughts on this because I'm not sure if we agree all the way. However, I do think we agree with the premise of what this actually means. So, I mean, what are your thoughts, man? I mean, personally, I just feel like it made sense. Like the hire made sense when you think about who he was affiliated with, um, with the Nets. The, the, he played with the person that hired him. Uh, he's coached uh, from a kind of a minor perspective. Uh, Kevin Durant with Golden State Warriors. Like, I, I don't think it came out of nowhere. And then on top of it is Steve Nash. Steve Nash is one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Like, 
I just don't think you can be mad about something, a situation like this. You know, now if it was somebody like, oh, um, I don't know. Uh, what's that? D- 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 Chris Dudley from New York Knicks wants to get a coaching job with the Brooklyn Nets and it comes out of nowhere, they just give it to him. Uh, then I would have an issue with that. But I don't think this is something to quite rah-rah about. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I was kind of caught off guard, too, when I saw that it was Steve Nash, and I was kind of like, damn, all those good black candidates got passed over. But once I started to realize who hired him, it made sense to me. Yeah, so for me, um, I think the biggest thing that I took away from the hiring is more it's about who you know exactly. always versus what you know. Because, I mean, let's be real. I think one of the things that people are leaving out is the fact that Steve Nash is Steve Nash. Like, Steve Nash is one of the greatest point guards to ever play in the NBA. I'm not going to get into a top three, top five, but I do believe he is top 10. I do believe that. And so with that being said, and I'm talking, there's a long list of dudes who we can get into. Steve, uh, John Stockton, Jason Kidd, Magic Johnson, blah, blah, the list goes on. However, when you start getting into Steve Nash and I think what he was able to do as a player for so long, running several organizations on the basketball court as a player, leading the charge with the Suns, high-powered offense, offense, let's not act like, you know, some scrub was hired. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, some guy, some Chris Dutt, whoever the fuck that is, right? Some random dude. Let's not act like that was not, that's what happened. Like, we're talking about Steve Nash. And while I will acknowledge, in the climate that we are in, it is a little skeptical. We should be skeptical of any hiring of, of white people, to be honest with you, especially in a sport like the NBA where there's already uh, inequities, you know, when it comes to head coaching jobs, GM jobs, ownership. I mean, I don't think there's a – I think Michael Jordan was the only black owner for the long – is he even still the owner of the Hornets? He is? Yeah, he still is. Okay, well, there you go. So he's still the well, – uh, You know what? Actually, I think he, he – Did he took, sell the team? They, I can't remember. He, he, took, he, he went down a little bit in terms of percentage because he's not a full owner of the team. If Got I, it. I there you go. So the thing is, uh, there's a lot of inequities just throughout sports. So I understand people's concern with this and, and, and the tone and the climate we're in. However, I just don't think that the hiring of Steve Nash is one of those situations where we should cry – um, we should cry and, and, and say that, um, you know, black people are not being represented, which that is a fact that that is true. Black people are not being represented. Again, it's Steve Nash. I want to point out, man, cause there's a lot of, lot of dudes who, um, a lot of players, former players who black, black former players who have never coached before who got jobs. Um, you know what I'm saying? Mark Jackson, Isaiah Thomas, um, Magic Johnson, Doc Rivers. Uh, there's a few. There's, those are the few that come to mind. However, I understand the argument, so I'm sensitive to it. But I just don't think that this is one of those situations where we should get too worked up. I just don't feel that way. So with that being said, we want to know what y'all think. 
about this matter, um, let us know, man. <laughs> For real. Let's extend the convo online. Sure. Shall we move on to the next topic? I think so. You want to you wanna kick this off? Oh, let's talk about it. Chadwick Bosman, Black Panther, amazing actor, passed away a couple, what was it, a week, two weeks ago? Or a week and a half? Yeah, about a week. About it was a week, Friday. week, week, it was a week Friday. and a half, something like that? A week. It was about a week ago. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that caught me off guard. You know, that caught me off guard. I think uh, Chad, Chadwick Bosman, you know, great actor, but what he was able to do in just a couple of his roles, how he was able to kind of galvanize us as people, our community, the Black community, was unbelievable. Um, hearing his story and what he had to battle these last couple of years is inspiring, motivating, and to be honest with you, scary. Scary. The fact that somebody of his age was having to have to deal with something like historically that gets you know people that are a lot older is crazy. It's a wake-up call. But at the same time, it just lets you know a couple of things. It lets you know how hard of a worker he was. Um, it lets you know how sucky uh, life can be sometimes. And then it lets you know just the importance of understanding what people are dealing with in life. You know, and to understand, <laughs> the main way you understand what people are dealing with in life is by understanding that you're not going to always understand what somebody's dealing with. And I know a lot of people are making comments about what he looked like, his energy. I was one of those people, right? When I would see him on interviews, I'm like, this guy is so dull. He, he, he seems lifeless. For somebody who played such big characters, he seems lifeless. Like when you talk to him, he seems very low in energy. And, you know, now just figuring out what he had to deal with is, is crazy, heartbreaking. And so I hate talk. I actually hate talking about it, but, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. Rest in peace to him. Great actor. His legacy will live on. Hey, that was well stated for real. Um, well stated, man. I think, I think, uh, First and foremost, man, rest in peace to him. Um, condolences to his family and people who actually knew him and knew what he was going through. Because, you know, I uh, since the story broke, I've been like really trying to figure out how he was able to persevere for the last, I think it was four years since they said he was diagnosed and, and, and really be a part of our lives. You know what I'm saying? If you're somebody who watches movies, um, watches the movies that he was a part of, you'll realize that damn near every role he was in was extremely memorable. Like, it was, I don't think he wasted a movie that he was in. I really don't believe that. Like, if we talking about the one where he played Jackie Robinson to Black Panther to... Um, even the newest one that came out, uh, the, the Five Bloods, 
where it was a Spike Lee produ uh, produced uh, joint that was put out on Netflix, uh, where they detailed the Vietnam War and just the story of how black people were in the war and all of that stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was, he's been a part of, he, he, he had been a part of powerful movies. And so it seems like the movies that he chose were really, uh, I would say, a reflection of who it felt like he was. Like, at least what we are now try getting to understand about how, what he was going through, having colon cancer, being diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, something like that, and persevering. Like you said, man, it, it was, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really hip to when people were making fun of his, uh, his weight and stuff like that. I didn't hear about none of that when it was happening. I don't recall that. Um, that just goes to show you social media, though, right? You know, always looking for something to make fun of when you don't really know the full story. Um, I'm sure a lot of people thought it was for a role because we've seen that. I don't know if you remember 50 Cent. There was a picture of him like years ago when he was sure. doing this role. Dude yeah. went like he was bald and he was really skinny. I was like, yo, what the hell? Like, what's wrong with 50 Cent? And he, lo and behold, he was doing a role, right, as an actor, mm -hmm. uh, training for a role. So mm -hmm. with that being said, man, you never know what people are going through. Um, and just be nice to people, man. Like, because real talk, th there, no one knew. It sounds like no one knew but his family. And I respect him for not feeling compelled to tell people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm not one of those people who feel like you should tell everybody your business. If you, this is something you want to keep close to home and with the people that you love, it's your right, you know? And um, what this should tell us is, like I said, man, just be empathetic to people because you really never know what somebody's going through. Somebody can be here today gone tomorrow and you're like what the fuck but they were just but they were just here and they just seemed cool yeah well guess what they were suffering in some way and so yeah man rest in peace to chadwick boseman man groundbreaking um actor i say that very confidently with his role that he played in uh black panther because i think one thing that's for certain is that black panther was more than just a movie more than just a movie you know what I'm saying? He, he was, it was really the spark of the consciousness of a lot of black Americans in this country. Um, and so, yeah, man, rest in peace. Rest in peace, man. Yes, sir. Man, that was heavy. That was heavy, man. Oh, and then also, lastly, don't wait until you get to your 40s, man. Hey, we got to stay healthy out here, man. That is fast. I don't... Bro, I don't care if you need to, like, work out daily. I don't care if you need to change your diet. Go to the freaking doctor in your 30s before you get to your – like, we got to stay alive, bro. That is fact. We got to stay alive, period. So do whatever you need to do, man. Like, that's, that story was sad. That story was sad. I think it hit everybody. Listen to your body. For sure. Let's move on, though. Um – on a more lighthearted note, the double XL freshman list for 2020 was announced uh, probably about what? what was it three weeks ago or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Three, four weeks ago. I don't I don't freaking remember. But the freestyles for all of the uh, all of the artists came out. And I'm here to tell you guys they majority of them were bad. Uh, <laughs> and you know. Before I get into why they were bad, I, I want to point out that um, this was the first year that I can confidently say 
that I knew majority of the people on that list. Like I am engulfed in whether I whether I like their music, whether I'm a you know a fan, quote unquote, whether they're in heavy rotation, I'm very familiar with the majority of the people on that list. This is one of the first years where that's happened. So I just that's a side note. I thought that was interesting. Um I'll give you some of the standouts. To me, Polo G, Polo G's freestyle really stood out. You know, um, not surprising if you listen to Polo G's music, you understand what he's about. Another person I really liked who their freestyle was Cowboy, surprising. Um, even Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow, I, I'm going to give him props because he, he, really, he went real social justice with his freestyle. Um, the only white guy on the list, really white person, if I'm not mistaken, um, and he really gave a, a, you know, a freestyle that was hip to the times, you know, Black Lives Matter type thing. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was noble of him. However, oh, lastly, you know what? I'm gonna get somebody else credit. Chica. I don't know who Chica is. I never heard of this lady before the freestyle. I'm sorry, before Double XL. Her freestyle was pretty dope too. I'm gonna give her some, some credit. Everybody else though, you didn't think I Rod think, Wave? What about Rod Wave? I didn't like Rod Wave. I didn't like his. I didn't like his. Like, this freestyle showed me that... I think these artists, these new age artists, need beats. Really need beats to highlight what they do well. Like, you can't just put a, somebody acapella and just expect them to just wow you and amaze you. I think that's where they went wrong this year. Because if I'm not mistaken, last year... Or two years ago, they actually had dudes freestyling over beats, which was dope. Um, and, and also, man, come on. Hey, listen, I love Fivio Foreign in the Brooklyn Wave, the Brooklyn Drill Wave, but his freestyle, nah. Nah, bro. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And I'm trying to be respectful because a lot of these dudes actually make pretty decent music. You know what I'm saying? Um, but please, Double XL, don't do that again. Have these dudes rapping over actual beats. I think, I think the reception will be a little different, at least for me. Not that you give a damn what I think, but hey, I'm telling you what I think anyway. Majority of the freestyles were bad, man. What did you think? Uh, so you know, I I, I I didn't get a chance to listen to many of them. I listened to Raw Waves. I, I got a chance to listen to um, Polo G's. You know what's pretty interesting about each person? They have their own style of rapping, and they stuck to that style of rapping. Like, you know, Polo G stuck to that same flow he always uses. Uh, Rod Wave stuck to his, like, you know, soulful rapping. Um, and uh, the other people stuck to what they do best. I will go, I want to go a different route here. Um, there were some people I thought were missing from this list, right? Where was um, our boy, um, Kid Leroy? I thought Kid Leroy could have been on a freshman list. He dropped an album, right? He, he had some hot stuff. I think it's a little too early, man. Where was um, uh, uh, J.I. the Prince of New York? J.I. the Prince of New York is bubbling in the streets. What happened to him? What happened to Lil Dirk Shooter? Lil Dirk Shooter should have made the list, right? King, no, hell no. Yeah, King he should have made the list. Yeah, King Von should have nah, made the list. He's bubbling in the streets. Uh, you know, there, there's a couple people that I feel like I'm missing from this list, but I also want to talk about the people that I think have the brightest future, right? Because if you go back and look at uh, one of the XXL editions, I believe it was 2012, 
that had like 21 Savage, uh, had uh, Lil Yachty, had Lil Uzi Vert, had all them people on there. That was easily the best freshman list I've ever had, I've ever seen. But there's always that one person that never blows up. There's always that one person that blows up to the max. And so, and there's always that one person that does not live up to their potential. So based off this list, I'm going to give you my uh, each. I'm going to give you my answer for each. The most talented person on this list, in my opinion, is probably Polo G. I think Polo G's potential is, is endless. I think he has a good ear for music. I think he's going to get better. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love Jack Harlow. Um, and Mulatto is going to blow up. Mulatto is going to blow up. I personally think Chica is a little too out there. I don't think people are ready to appreciate what she does well. Um, 24K Golden, I... Sorry, I haven't heard a song by 24K Golden. If, if 24K Golden made this list, then you have to put the kid Leroy on there. Um, I don't know Baby Keem like that. NLE Choppa, he got to show me something. Um, and Rod Wave, I don't know yet. But I think it's clear as day Polo G is the best in the, on this list. And it's not coincidental that he has probably the best freestyle. Polo G is 100% the leader of that school. Um, and uh, there's really not many people that I would say is close to him, honestly, on that list. And it's not me saying that dumb other people don't have futures. It's just Polo G, I think he's a step above the Polo. pack. He's a, he's a step above. Like, it, 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 to be honest with you, it's to the point where I actually don't believe he should be on the cover. Like, I think that his presence, what he does, the, the, the year he's had, what he's been able to show, he has separated him. He's actually beyond double XL to me. Like, there's certain artists that actually become beyond it. And so when you see them off of it, a lot of them, you know, yeah, they got snubbed, but some of them are actually beyond it. Yeah, I don't I, 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 I'll give you a list. I'll give you a name who, who should be on here. Don Tolliver. He should be on here. Oh, yeah, Don Tolliver. Don he should be on it. He should be on here before anybody you, you mentioned before. I will put him above J.I. J, J. Prince. I'll put him above the other two you mentioned. I can't remember. Um, but Kid Leroy. Anyway, I will put him above Kid Leroy. Not that I think he's better. I, I love Kid Leroy. I just think it's too early for him. He's 16, dog. Like, he has, like, three years to freaking make the damn cover. Like, come on. Man, let's be real. But, uh, yeah, let's move on. Let's move on, man. We want to know what you guys think if if the the double XL freshman cover was uh was was if they got it wrong who would you put on there what you think of the freestyles let us know we want to hear your thoughts uh let's keep it moving man last topic I got before we get into the music is Lil Wayne I just want to shout out Lil Wayne because his 2009 No Ceilings mixtape which was one of my, I really feel like, I don't think it's his best mixtape that he ever dropped. It's arguably my favorite Lil Wayne mixtape out of that whole mixtape run. It's now on streaming services. Um, and I really can't believe it's been 11 years, but yeah, man, shout out to Wayne. Dog. Wayne, is a, Wayne is a goat, living goat out here. 
So, in other words, that's all you if you've been say. if you've been somebody like me who've been wondering where the hell you can listen to this music for the last five years and you don't want to illegally download it, just go to Spotify now. That that's the point, guys. This is a PSA. Okay, how much? You, or, I don't think I've got the numbers of how much we're getting paid for this advertisement. I didn't know we advertised Lil Wayne now, but hmm. let me, let me see. No, no, no. I, I think carry, you missed it. Carry the two. I, I think you missed it. Uh, he he hit me up directly, so I'm, I'm the only one getting paid for that, not you. Okay, this is makes makes this makes this where you're not in the loop. Okay, uh, be prepared to talk to Judge Judy. Uh, answer her by saying yes, Judge. Don't say yes, ma'am. So so on a so on a bigger note, before we move on, what was your favorite Lil Wayne mixtape? That's really what I want to get into because my favorite one is No Ceilings. My favorite. Not saying is not saying the best one because I think his best mixtape to me is Dedication Two. Mm. I think Dedication Two is his best. It was the most impactful one. However, there was something about No Ceilings that really hit me differently, and it's my favorite Wayne mixtape. What was your favorite? What do you think is the best one? You know, um, which you know what? Let me. I got. To, I got to. You 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 got me a little off guard with that one. It was his most recent one, which would be not most recent one. Sorry, it was one that I would not consider a mixtape. It was more like an album, but I'm not a human being. Remember that joint? I think that was a is either an EP mixtape, something like that. But that's the joint that had. Uh, you know, I'm single. It had uh, "This Ain't Me" popular right above it. That to me was my favorite. Hmm. If you consider it a mixtape, you said I am not a human being. I thought that was an album, actually. Wasn't that an album? It was like an EP mixtape type thing. But you know, it's hard to the, the lines were blurred, like around this time where whatever the hell it was. Very true. Very so true. I, I cheated. You did. Um, so what was your, what was the best one? Or are you saying that was the best and your favorite? That was my favorite. The best was probably like dedication. One of them dedications. Dedication one, two, three, four, five. Whichever one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. He has too many to name. To be honest with you, I don't even remember all his mixtapes. I don't. I don't not, either, off the top, not, off the, not off the top of my head. Hell no. Nah. I don't either, but I do remember listening to all of them. Of course. Uh, let's move on because the Wayne talk is over. Uh, shall we start the episode with the, with the albums? I believe so. Let's do it. Watch the throne. So with the first album on our Watch the Throne segment, we got Big Sean, a.k.a. Boy, Boy, boy. <laughs> the Boy, the Boy, with his new album called Detroit 2. And yes, I had to pause because I didn't know the name. I forgot it off the top right there. But Q, what would you think of the album, man? Jeez, that was that was the definition of a ill-advised moment right there. If we're ever going to end up on Cinemax 
with our own show, you got to get these damn album names right. Well, first and foremost, you're right or pay the price, douchebag. I'm sticking true to the to the name of the show, so f you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yes. Sir. I'm ill advised, stupid. Yes, What'd yes, you think sir. of the album? Yes, sir. Where do I start with this Big Sean Detroit Two album? Which is an album, and the funny thing is, people are like, "When was Detroit One? Like, when did that come out?" Detroit One was actually a mixtape. So I, I like the trend of people naming uh, their new album off of a mixtape. You know, kind of like DS Two, DS One was a mixtape. Blah 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 blah. Anyway, Detroit Two was highly anticipated, and I believe it lived up to expectations. Matter of fact, I can argue with you that it exceeded expectations. Um, you know, Big Sean's a very emotional rapper. Um, he is a very good rapper. Uh, and he is someone that knows exactly what he needs to do to succeed. Well, one thing changed from the three things that I said. On Detroit 2, he's very emotional still. He's still very good at rapping but he put himself in uncomfortable situations. Do you know how many times I talk about on this show the difference between me saying an album is good and me saying an album is great is the fearlessness that a rapper shows on that album, the chances a rapper is willing to take on the album, and did the rapper try and put themselves in uncomfortable situations? Big Sean did three. All three things that I just mentioned. Uh, and I know you're going to ask me, give me examples of him putting himself in uncomfortable situations and, and him experimenting. We can go down the line right now. Um, the album starts with Why Would I Stop? Uh, hard hitting joint. Then it goes to this dynamic ass song called Lucky Me, in which the first portion is slowed down, soulful. And then the second portion is just hard hitting. Uh, from there, deep reverence, soulful, hard-hitting, wolves, different commercial hit, body language, R&B hit, harder than my demons, hard-hitting, soulful hit, everything that's missing, um, tough hit, ZTFO club hit, guard your heart, uh, introspective, Black Lives Matter hit. Literally every single type of hit a hip-hop person can make, Big Sean made it. He switched his persona over and over again. He switched his styles of rapping over and over again. He switched his flows all over again. And he had so many different topics that he talked about throughout the album. It was literally Big Sean giving you all of him, all of him on an album. And it's something that we need to appreciate. And for me, as somebody who has historically given albums Bs, B pluses, A minuses, I'm prepared to say that this Big Sean album is a A album. It's an A. It's an A. Now, is every song great? I don't think every song is great, no. But I do think that every single song took time to make. And every single song, you got the best version of Big Sean, even if it was a version of Big Sean that was that, that's not necessarily keen to what he was trying to do on the song. So I think it's a great album and I'm curious to see what you think. Yeah, so here's the thing. Um, I think your grade is correct. But um, 
I'm, I think I'm going to... Hmm. A call back to last episode. You remember your opening remarks about Vic Mensa and how you were talking about uh, how you normally don't like to get into whatever you say. You know what I'm talking about. You normally yeah. don't like to get into people's blah, 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 right? Whatever they, they got going on in real life. Well, yeah. I'm here to tell you that uh, Big Sean is a perfect example of why you need to, not you, but in order to really understand why this album is good and really good is to understand where Big Sean has been for the last few years, right? Because if you listen to his lyrics, he tells you. He tells you, like, point blank. The man is giving you the story of his, of his life over the last few years. He's telling all the battles he had with, with uh, depression, anxiety. He's telling you about why, you know, I've been confused historically, like, growing up, why they never taught me this in school, and how he never learned how to deal with all of this stuff. And you get to, and I'm fast forwarding and abbreviating, because you said a whole lot of stuff that I don't want to repeat, but the point is, you get to this album, and you fast forward it and you say, Big Sean seems like he is at peace with where he, where he is today, what he learned over the last few years. It seems like he's, he, he's found himself. It, it kind of reminds me of Wale's last album. Like, you know, I remember Wale's last album called uh, Wow, That's Crazy, even though that's a weird title for an album. But the point is, you know, we talk a lot about how artists, you know, they, they're confused. And, and Wale has a different issue uh, musically. He, you know, he tends to be all over the place. But last album, he really found himself musically. But I think it's bigger than that. He found himself in real life, it seems. I think that's where Big Sean is. And I'm saying that because of what Big Sean said in his lyrics. And so when I start getting into the music and the actual uh, songs themselves, Deep Reverence was the one that he dropped before the album came out. I thought was incredible, honestly. Like, I mean, the, the amount of introspection, the amount of things that he said in his long ass verse was some shit that they should be writing in a novel. It should be it should be in Big Sean's autobi- autobiography. What all the stuff that he said, he outlined a whole bunch. And of course, Nipsey feature was was great. Uh, not because Nipsey's not here, but because it was a it was a pretty good feature, um, pretty good addition. So, uh, before I continue the praise, I do want to point out some songs that I just think were just super random and didn't really fit on this album. Uh, number one. Wolves with Post Malone. I just don't really like that song. And I have to point that out because majority of the songs I love, but I, but I do want to just point out, there's some songs that were just misses to me. Like, it was just like, well, I don't get it. I'm not sure if I'm going to hear, listen to this song ever again. That was one of them. Uh, the other song was uh, The Joint with Young Thug. I didn't think that was that good of a song. Uh, it's called Respect It. Respect it. At the end, Big Sean started snapping, started getting into his, like, he switched his flow. He started getting into a different type of bag. Big Sean doing his thing on the, with the lyrics and the flow, which was all throughout this album. Those were the only two songs that I can honestly say I did not enjoy because if we're really getting into 
Lucky me, he started talking about his personal life and how he had heart issues growing up and how his mom took him to see a holistic doctor and they prescribed him magnesium instead of, like, it was a deep ass story that he was getting into, right? Didn't know any of this stuff. Dope ass song. Like I said, Deep Reverence was dope. Uh, Harder Than My Demons. I did not like that song before the album dropped. He, he released that as the second single a week ago. I was like, hey, I don't really see where, what this is doing. When I listened to that song in the flow of the album, I was like, okay. It's a, it, I, I, think I, I think I get it. I get in it. In the flow of the album, that is easily one of the best songs on the album. When in, you the, in the flow in, in the, it is in the flow of the album. One of the best songs on the album. And so that's the, that's the tricky part, right? Like, because how is it that, well, it is, of course, my opinion. I did not understand the direction of that song, but within the flow of the album, I can legitimately say, I completely did a 180 on that song. I will openly acknowledge that. That song is dope. I really like it. Um, some other songs that stood out to me, number one was Guard Your Heart. Love that joint. Love that song. Fantastic. Fantastic song. Unbelievable song. For real, for real. Like, I'm, dude, that song is on repeat. Uh, another joint that I really like is the Full Circle joint with Diddy and Key Wayne. That's a tight song. I like... Uh, the song Feed, I like The Baddest. I like a lot of the, honestly, with the exception of those two songs that I mentioned before, this album is so complete and so dynamic that Big Sean, he exceeded expectations to me. I knew this song, I knew this album was gonna be really good. I could just feel it, I could just tell. And um, with the fact that he went away for so long and came back and, and really dropped this, Detroit 2, I got to give Big Sean credit, man, because he really delivered on this joint. Really I'm, I'm delivered. Gonna say, and I'm going to say something to America. Really delivered. I'm going to say something to America right now. Right now. We continue to talk about best rappers in the game. And I'm putting myself into it, too. Me, you, Uch, everybody. We always give praise to Kendrick Lamar. We always give praise to J. Cole. We always give praise to um, who else? Uh, that's young. Drake. We always give praise to all these other guys. What is it about Big Sean that makes him not as good or if not better than them? Like, I enjoy myself listening to Big Sean rap more than I enjoy myself listening to a bunch of other people rap i can i can honestly say i enjoy myself listening to big sean rap more than kendrick facts i don't i don't want that that to me is not even debatable he is a more enjoyable rapper and i think he is capable of doing more things than kendrick but never do we ever put him in regarded as one of the best rappers and not even one person i've never heard so, one so, person say he's one so, of the best so so i gotta i gotta I have to interject here because while I agree with the enjoyable part, he's more enjoyable than Kendrick. He is not, he is not, you said he does more than Kendrick. I would disagree with that 100%. I think he does more. 100% disagree. What, dude, to pimp a butterfly, to go from that to what, what he did on dance, as a, to do what as he did a, on, me, bro, I'm talking about musically. Not, 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 that's what I said, more. not musically. I'm saying rapper. What I said we, rapper. So what, Rapping. You mean like just flow, switching flows rapping. and just, just being able to rap, it. just being able to like just rapping. 
rapping wise, let me, not necessarily let me, musically. I'll give you this. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And if you're stopping there, I'm with you. If you say anything above that, I gotta completely disagree. And with I'm you. not gonna Go sit up. here. And I'm sorry, I'm not gonna yeah, say yeah. I mean, that's just to clarify. I know a lot of people are going to be like, "What is he talking about?" Blah 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 blah. Just to clarify, I think Big Sean's an A rapper. I think Kendrick is an A rapper. J Cole is an A rapper. These are all A's. It's just a matter of like, why do we never hear Big Sean is the best rapper out in the game right now? Let me let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. I'm glad you're bringing this point up. Point blank. I, I, I'm going to give you props for this because this has been weighing heavy on me for years. When he dropped, I decided. Right? Not the most over-lyrical album. You know, he didn't really do... He actually experimented on that album uh, musically, I thought. Um, he did a whole lot of things differently. He played with melodies, yada, yada, yada. This is on the heels of his 2088 with Jenny Aiko. Anyway... I have been feeling like Big Sean has been one of the best for a while. And you're right. Nobody gives him that credit. I don't know why, but if I had to guess, I think it's because he doesn't really come out and try to establish his dominance and try to tell people, I am one of the best. If you listen to this new album, Detroit 2, he tells you, the listener, I am one of the best here, period. Like, Put me in that conversation. If you didn't think I was in that conversation, you're stupid because listen to the man rap and it's obvious you have to give that man more credit. Big Sean is one of the dopest. He's been one of the dopest for a long time. It's, and that's point blank. We talk about Kendrick. We talk about J. Cole. We talk about uh, Drake. Those are the three. Big Sean and Wale have been in that same class. Okay. No, all, no, no, no. Listen. Yo, listen, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Words matter. Words matter. These guys came out at the same time. They, they're in the same class. It's kind of like double XL, right? Double XL freshmen, they're all in the same class. But we just sat here and said that Polo G is the best out of that class. So I'm not saying he's on the same level as Kendrick. I'm not saying he's on the same level as as J. Cole, as a rapper, I'm saying he's in the same class. Class. So go ahead and go ahead and fall over and act like you don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But if you don't, clearly you don't understand okay, how to judge so, rappers. Like, what are you talking about? So you mean you're not okay? Thank God. So so you're not saying that they're all one. Like like you're not saying that while like because what I'm trying to say is wait hold on, hold on I'm not saying I'm not wait no clear hold on. Let me make sure you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I was about to, about to say what you said. I said, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I said what I was trying to say. What I was trying to say was what, what, what I want to say is Big Sean, Kendrick, Drake, and J. Cole are all A rappers. They're all one. Now, if you want to say Wale is like 1A, 1B, Maybe, like maybe one A, one B, maybe. Chance to rapper, one A, one B. But I don't see why Big Sean is not one. Number one with all the rest of those number ones. He he's not. He's not up there. He's he to me, he's not with Kendrick. And I say that respectfully because I love I love Big Sean. He's not on Kendrick's level, I'll be honest. And I and I'm and I'm more of a Big Sean. I am 
I am more of a Big Sean big. fan than I am. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll, I'll break it. Musically. We ain't talking musically. We're not talking Bro, music. I will talking. break it down. I will break it down for you at Rapping, every level. Rappers. I will break it down at every level for you. Okay? You're all you're doing right now. You see, what you're doing is you're doing what people say about Eminem. You're what, like gaslighting. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. When people bring up Eminem and say Eminem is a top five rapper, but then the only thing they have to argue is the fact that he raps really well. Okay. Oh, okay. Not, I, hold on, hold on. No, me. Hey, hey, hang on, hang on. I'm not done. What I'm saying is, you're, you're, you're. Attempting to at least try to enter into that that type of argument I'm seeing because you're you're only highlighting his rapping ability, whatever that means. Like his rap, you're saying his rapping, but you have to acknowledge all of the other aspects of what goes along with the raps. What about the musicality? What about the the, the variance in production? What about the ability to make all types of different conscious songs? Upbeat songs, shit that party song, shit that really means something, shit that's lightheart. Kendrick is by far more dynamic, and therefore I put him above Sean. I am not saying that Sean is not amazing, though. That is why I'm saying Kendrick Lamar is above Big Sean. That's why I'm saying that. Because it, let, let's be clear. Going back to my Eminem argument, Eminem is one of the greatest lyricists, one of the greatest rappers putting words together to ever rap. You know why he's not part of my top five or top 10? I don't, I don't, I don't even put Eminem in top 10. I don't. Because he is not better at all of the other shit <laughs> that goes along with just rapping. So essentially what you you're gotta saying. Do, you got to do more than just be rapping well. Come so on. So essentially what you're saying is, oh, Eminem is not one of the best rappers in the game because he don't know how to sing. I mean, that's that's the same. <laughs> I mean, essentially, that's a that's a stretch. What? It's a stretch. But you're essentially saying, "Oh, Eminem, how did you get? How did you get that? Eminem is one of the now. Now, here's the thing. Eminem, lyrically, lyric like lyricist, somebody who can toy with a whole bunch of different flows. Eminem is top notch. Like Eminem is top five. When it comes to lyrics, um, but when it comes to making a rap song, Eminem's not in my top five either. Not in my top ten. Oh, Maybe not even. Can in we top listen? 10. Can we cut no, the? Listen, let, let's uh, cut point. the cut the shenanigans. I'm you, I'm sick of y'all moving the goalposts. This is what y'all do. Y'all say y'all separate. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of y'all moving the goalpost. Y'all always trying to distinguish, oh, better lyricist from better rapper. Oh, what does rapper mean for lyric? No, who is a better rapper? It and includes, I'm about to include everything. Let me explain it, fool. Let me explain. Jesus Christ. You didn't even let me tell you why I think Big Sean before I can even tell you why I think Big Sean's better. And Big I Sean's not better than Kendrick. It's obvious. But go ahead. I mean, sorry. I didn't even say <laughs> go he was ahead. better. I, I actually did not even say he was better. I was saying there's no reason to say that that Kendrick or J. Cole is definitively better than Big Sean. That is my argument. I never said somebody's better than the other. I'm saying I enjoy Big Sean. That's what I said. I enjoy said Big Sean more. You said that, which is different. That's a, that's a, 
I'm never going to argue with somebody saying okay. I enjoy okay. someone. So, That's not so, what I'm arguing. But, we ain't talking but, about that. But, but, but what I am saying is somebody can legitimately argue and they would be right. Like Big Sean is one of the is the best rapper in the game. Like somebody can legitimately argue because and then Big Sean to me, go down the line. When it comes to wordplay, Big Sean is top notch. When it comes to punchlines, Big Sean is 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 probably in that group the best at punchlines. His punchlines are 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 top notch. When it comes to flows, Big Sean can flow his ass off. When it comes to Big Sean has party songs. Big Sean has the songs that are vulnerable. Big Sean has the joints that are in between. Big Sean has rapped and went against Kendrick Lamar on control. Big Sean has has done everything Kendrick has done. Now, what, what I said was there's certain things Kendrick is better than Kendrick uh, than um, Big Sean at, and there's better things that Big Sean is better at Kendrick at. So if you're really sure. actually looking at the two resumes and what they do, the two skills. They're actually pretty close. Assuming Kendrick is better. I think J. Cole is better than both. But, yo, listen. I, I'm not here to disagree with that statement. I'm not dis- I, not one time do I disagree with that statement. And so if this is just simply a conversation to say, why is Big Sean not in the conversation? He should be. There's no excuse for Big Sean. I'll make, I make myself very clear. There is no excuse for Big Sean to not be in the conversation. Right? I think that's essentially what you're saying. Yes. There's right? no excuse for you to not call him one of the best rap- the best rapper, actually. But that's debatable. Like my what I, what I'm trying to make the distinction of, and we can move on because we've been we we deep dive on this, but this is good. This is a good combo. All I'm trying to simply say is I think what is not debatable is you saying that he is in the conversation. That's not debatable. If you make that argument, if anybody says that, they're not wrong because of everything you just outlined. He does that, he does that, he does all the stuff, right? Everything you just mentioned. He does everything that you mentioned at, a high, at the highest level. Where it gets a little dicey and where it starts getting as a matter of opinion, which is where people start going this way, that way, that way, is when you start saying, who's the best? That's a different combo to me, personally. So it sounds like that's where we disagree. Because you're saying, it sounds like you're saying he is arguably the best. That's what you said. So what I'm saying is, okay, listen to me. And I don't, and I don't, and I don't think he is the best. Listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. Right. When you got two, okay. When you got, let's say you got two teams, right? You got two NBA teams, Los Angeles Lakers, Milwaukee Bucks. What I'm trying to tell you is. They both have the identical records. That's how I see Big Sean and Kendrick Lamar. Big Sean, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole. They, when it comes to rapping ability, rapping skills, as a rapper, they all are like at the same records, 60 and 22. Let's say something like that. So what I'm saying is okay. you, instead of claiming Big Sean can't do this, Big Sean can't do that, I don't think you can say that about Big Sean. I don't think so. So now when you compare the two, Kendrick and Big Sean, I think it's a matter of preference. Who do you prefer? Because there, there's not, oh, Big Sean can't do this, or, oh, Big Sean's not good at that. He's good at everything as a rapper. Only thing okay. that I would say is his voice is dull. That is the only 
only so. in possible indictment. But that to me, that, that's not fair. That's that's that to me. I wouldn't put that against them. Count that against them. It's a matter that of preference, right? preference. That's preference. So so let me ask you. There's nothing Big Sean doesn't do at the same level as every other rapper that we just mentioned. There's nothing he doesn't do that is lower than anything of those so, rappers mentioned. So so I don't know how this conversation uh, became uh, Big Sean versus Kendrick. Because I think I just heard you say that. Ironically, you think didn't, didn't you say? Didn't they say they beefed, right? And Big Sean on no no interview said, "I'm not impressed yep. with the rapping fast." And people thought it was about Kendrick. This is close. Yep. It's, it's, at least in his well, head. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about like. I'm talking about me and you. I don't know how we started arguing who's better between the two. I, that's not even where I was going because it sounded like you were saying J Cole is better than both of them which is a whole nother debate. And I 100% agree my, with that. My I 100% agree with that. So, 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 so without having another three hour long combo, let's, let's just end on the fact that this was a fucking really, really, really good album. And to me, I would give this about an A as well. This is, this is a great album. Great album. He, he actually, he did better than I thought he was going to do. That's better. the crazy part. He did better. He did better. So, he did better. yeah, man. Keep it moving. Let's uh, it. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. And uh, the polar opposite is coming up next. The polar opposite of everything we talked about. Your boy 6ix9ine dropped Tattletales, a new album. Uh, what did you think about it, sir? <laughs> um... Oh, man. you know, you know what, man? We need to fire our intern for putting these two back to back. How you go from you an know, a, to a, a to a F? You know, I I'm here to I'm here to just be 100 honest with you guys, like 100 honest, and and it 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 does not pain me to to say what I'm about to say. Um, as a matter of fact, I feel very good about what I'm about to say. Um. And it's simple. It's simply this. Six nine is bad for music. He's bad for hip hop. He's a fraud. He's a lazy artist. He is. He has no talent. He doesn't do anything well as an artist. And I'm sick and tired of where we have gotten, where we have arrived at us at the six nine conversation. For, this, for the purposes of this review for this album, I'm going to put the whole snitching shit aside because I don't even want to talk about that anymore. I just don't. I don't talk about that shit. Let's just assess the music, guys. Let's just assess the music. That's what I'm here to do. I'm just here to talk about the music. How in God's name can we consider this album good? I ask you guys this. The reason I ask you guys this simple question is because, and, and, and I may be talking to some 6ix9ine fans, hey, and so bear with me. I may insult you. I'm sorry. Uh, the man has no talent. I'm sorry. He literally has no originality. Every single one of his songs are just simply plug and play lyrics. Like he says the same stuff over and over again. Like just songs that mean absolutely nothing. And while I am not here to think 
highly of 6ix9ine's lyrics. He's not Kendrick Lamar. He's not any of the people we just talked about. You'll never hear me mistake anybody, anybody we just talked about for 6ix9ine. For and so my, 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 my ceiling for 6ix9ine for is extremely low. I don't expect anything from him. But isn't it ironic that after the whole snitching thing, his music completely took another direction? Like, if you guys remember the music he was putting out before he got in trouble, it was like pretty aggressive. You know, it was like up, it was like hardcore. He was shouting way more. He was he was actually turning up in a way in which we haven't really heard anybody really turn up and you know turn up for or turn up like. And so if there was any ounce of originality that 6ix9ine brought to the table or from in the beginning, it was the simple, it was simply his energy. It was his energy. He gave us none of that this time around. It's all melody, weak ass melodies, you know, auto tunes that, that just sounded awful. It sounded poorly mixed. I am like here to just tell you guys, we need to petition 6ix9ine being removed and banned from the genre of music because low quality music like this should not be acceptable. This is unacceptable music. It's unacceptable. And, I, and I'm sick of us as a, as a public making it seem like shit like this belongs. It does not belong here. This album is beyond an F. I, this album is incomplete. I don't even really want to even grade this shit. If it wasn't for this show, I wouldn't even give a grade for it. I'm never listening to this album again. And 6ix9ine, please, like, if I had any wish, it would be for him to go into witness protection so that we don't have to hear music from this man again. This shit was bad. Dumpster juice bad. That and that's hard. all I have to say, man. That was harsh. That was harsh. He like this album pissed me off, man. This album pissed me off. USA, USA, <laughs> uh, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dog. Like I'm, I'm telling you, this shit. Like I'm sorry, man. And and you know, listen. If I went overboard, so be it. I don't give a fuck. This album is is annoying as fuck. What'd you think of this joint? I thought it was great. A A O T Y, dog. A O T Y. Uh atrociousness of the year. Um I mean, let's be real. I mean, I I when I figured out it was going to drop, I knew it was going to be trash. I knew I knew his his last album was trash. Probably better than this one, but I knew it was going to be trash. And 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 I knew it was going to be a lot of trolling, which yes, happened. Um, I knew he was going to be using both his outside inside voice. And you know what he, you know, what's funny. Uh, when, when I first found out that six, nine was interested in making reggaeton songs, I thought that was tight. I was like, how can this dude make go from like a screamer that makes like high octane club joints to like reggaeton joints. Like that's so tight. This time around the reggaeton joints were just flat, predictable, like skip. Next, um, you know, the energy was kind of off. 
the lyrics were god awful. We all know that. Like even with trolls, you know, when when we found out that he collaborated with Nicki Minaj for Fifi, we're like, whoa! He collaborated with Nicki Minaj. Two major artists now coming together. That sounds so tight. Takashi's winning. He did the exact same thing for trolls, and it's just like predictable, you know. So not only is he a bad rapper, bad singer, but he's now predictable in every kind of way like it even his internet trolling is predictable is it's it's at this point i'm too old for this nonsense and 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 i'm not saying i am too old but like anybody over the age of 16 is too old for this nonsense nonsense music should never be made based off antics this is music being made off of antics but takashi 69 horrible album but i do want to say something and what made me the maddest what the hell was Akon doing? The two songs Akon was on were literally the worst songs I ever heard in my life. Locked Up 2 was so bad, I deleted Locked Up 1 from my library. I said, I do, I, it's, it's tarnished. No, 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 you can't do that. It's tarnished. I don't want to hear okay, Styles P. Styles P. Styles P's verse is legendary. That's a legendary verse. I love Locked I can't, Up. I, I, can't, I, can't get that, I can't get that verse out of my head. That will forever be up there. No, locked don't up do that is to, five stars. Don't, don't do that five, to Locked Up number one. Locked Up is a five-star song. Five-star song. That trash they put out. How, how do I have Locked Up one as five stars? Locked Up two is, is, is zero stars. And the it's thing the is, same song. It's the same song with some crappy-ass vocal. And the, the quality is so bad. Matter of fact, they took Akon's... I'm pretty sure they took Akon's vocals from the first one. And and they didn't even take it in a tasteful way. They probably used, like, uh, a cheap-ass free uh, sound editor. Like, it, it was so... And then the second song that he was on was so bad. That was... That, that was the... That was the worst song on the album. That was a horrible song. You talking about you talking about the the Leah Leah or some shit? Yeah, like that? that was the worst horrible song. Horrible song. I couldn't believe how bad it was. I lost respect. Couldn't believe it. Like like I, I lost a little respect for Nicki Minaj. Not because she's you know I don't care you 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 can do a song with Elmo. I don't I don't care like who you do the song with. I lose respect because it's gimmicky. It kind of shows me that you just are willing to do whatever you want to 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 get success and be relevant I, that's dumb to me that was a gimmicky that's why i lose respect for her it's not because it's six nine i lost so much respect for akon so much respect and once again it's not the fact that he worked with takashi it's more so what the hell are you doing like that's some that's some thirsty. That's some. You know what? That's equivalent to Akon. Your career went that bad that you're willing to do something similar to like artists that would just hop on random ass songs on YouTube that you'll see. You know, remember remember back in the day when people would be like, "Oh, new song featuring Jay Z, Travis Scott, Kanye West," and then you click on the song, it's just a random person. That is the same level of yeah. shameful. I feel that's what Akon. Well. well that's what uh that's what Soldier Boy Soldier Boy started that shit on 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 uh on LimeWire. Yeah. But no, you know what I would equate what Akon did on this album? A- what Akon did on this joint was was no different than what a IG model does where they take off their clothes and 
they're literally just doing it for the likes. Like they're doing, they're yeah. clout chasing yep. for yep. the grant. Like this was some attention seeking shit because he knew ears were gonna be on it. Hey, let's create a moment. The moment was whack as fuck though. It was so whack. This is a whack moment. Like it this is why would why would he, dude? Hey, on a serious note. Akon is doing some legendary shit in Africa. I'm sorry. I gotta give I gotta give Akon props on the business side and for what he's doing from a humanitarian standpoint. This what he did on this album is in it's it's putting that in jeopardy. It like I am about to be looking at Akon differently after what he did on this album. That's how bad it was. Like I'm now questioning his morals. Like what the fuck. So you just doing anything for a dollar, huh? Like any everything's just that's for money, what it huh? feels like. That's what it, and and that that's what this album was just full of. And it's it's in in a serious note, like from based off of what you said and the rant that you went on, like hip hop cannot go this direction. It cannot go this. That is really bad. That is really really bad. Like. I'm still I'm still annoyed, man. Can can we just move on? Because I'm getting more upset. At this point, government government has to get involved. Government has to get involved. <laughs> I need a I need a bill from the Democrats to eliminate six nine from the music industry ASAP. My my, my man, my man. Look, I finished my review on ratings game. Go ahead and read it. It's a pretty good review. Getting good a lot of views. Um, I finished my review by saying this: that man has no business by a mic. Just like I have no business by a strip club these days. He has no business by a mic. Point blank, period. No business near a mic. Matter of fact, mics should have restraining orders against 6 9 No business. <laughs> God. I, I can see the I'm, pain I'm, in your face. I'm, I'm done. I can see the pain I'm, in your face. As a music um, lover, this guy's a music lover. Uch had Zune. He had Zune. For God's sakes, he had Zune. <laughs> he doesn't deserve hey, this. That's how much he's hey, loving hey, hey. music. Hey, 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 hey. Watch your tone when you speak about Zune. Watch it, just watch your tone. Uch told me the other day that he, he was hoping Windows Media Player will make a comeback. That's how much of a music fan he is. No, 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 no. Quick if time. Flash... If QuickTown comes back, that's all I'm gonna say. If QuickTown come back, I, hey, we in business then. We in business. Oh man. Um, yeah, man. I wanna, I wanna move on, man, because this is depressing. That, that's depressing. I'm never, I'm never hearing that again, and I hope I never even run across it. But yeah, let's move Acon. on. Acon. Acon. Next. As an next. Man, man, I, let's not get into. Can we move on, please? Please. He's my brother. He's my brother. Oh, he's my brother. Next album. Jaden Smith, also known as Jaden, he dropped his new album called Cool Tapes Volume 3. What'd you think of this, man? And let's be brief, because we got a whole lot of stuff to talk about. See that smile? I'm just waiting for Jaden to take over Drake's spot, man. That's, that's it. Just waiting. Drake, Drake, go ahead and retire. Let your predecessor take over. Jaden or your successor takeover. Jaden is the truth in a half. Jaden is so talented, so good at what he does. And what does he do? It's just being cool. 
um, on Cool Tapes Volume 3, which is kind of weird, right? The, the thing is called CTV 3, and then he actually says Cool Tapes Volume 3. So, you know, usually you don't put the abbreviation and then what the abbreviation is. But anyway, sorry, I'm a nitpicker. Um, I notice things. I have a problem. On this album, Jaden switches between hard-hitting rapper, uh, super-duper lyricist, uh, uh, old-school singer, like I'm talking old-school, like 1970s singer, uh, Lil Uzi Vert type rapper, uh, heartbreak kid, vulnerable kid, um, and somebody that cares about humanity. Um, I, it's a it's a very dynamic body of work. I thought it was a little too dynamic. Um, personally, the grade I would give it is a C plus. But I just wanted to point out a couple songs that really stood out to me. Um, I didn't like the song with Justin Bieber, but that's me personally. But the 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 uniqueness of it I thought was pretty special. Um, I love Rainbow Bop. We talked about that I believe on one of the shows, the episodes. I think that's a fantastic song. The rapping on that song. There's no reason you don't put Jaden Smith as 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 one of the best rappers that are out right now with Big Sean, uh, uh, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Jaden Smith. Just based off that song, because I thought he killed that song. But that's just kind of a joke. Uh, and you know another song I really loved? Boys and Girls. Boys and Girls, I actually called it the best song on the album. For you guys that didn't listen to the album, Boys and Girls is literally the last song on the album. And on the song, it's kind of like you get a kid's choir on there and Jaden is pretty much uh, hyping up the kids of today and letting the world know that don't limit the kids of today. Don't shoot the kids of today. Like these are our future and they are important for how we move forward. Um, but all in all, I thought the album was okay. A little too experimental, just like his last album. I thought he was just trying a little too hard, trying to do too many different things. I get it. It's, it's He's seriously talented, and I will continue to say this. If he can just, you know, just like turn it down a little bit. Sometimes you, you can have a Maserati that goes 170 miles per hour, but that doesn't mean you always have to drive at 170 miles per hour. The capability of it going 170 miles per hour is great, but sometimes you got to drive that fast-ass car at like 90 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour. I think Jaden needs to take his, his mentality to making music down to like 80, 90 miles an hour because I believe he's at like 150. But that's, that's my, my takeaway. That's a good takeaway. Um, I'll be brief because uh, you, you said a lot. And um, I'm here to let you guys know that Jaden is coming for you guys next. I'm talking about you rappers, you artists who don't know that he is this talented. Um, like you said, very dynamic dude, man. Like I, it's it's he's one of those he's one of those new age artists that like when when we talk about you really can't put them in a box. Like you don't really know who they are or what they do the best because they do so many different things. He is the epitome of that. Um, Hey man, he said it on Rainbow Bop or Bap, Rainbow Rap. Sorry, he said he's still the saddest dude up in the game. I I, I do believe he is coming for Drake's heartbreak, uh, heartbreak crown. 
Um, he's taking it to a whole nother level, man. I'm, I'm with, I'm with this Jaden though. See, you didn't like it. You said he was doing too much. I want this. Like, I want him to double down on this experimental aspect and keep going because he's pushing the envelope musically. He, he's actually upping the, I think, the bar as far as what is acceptable, what is called hip hop, what is R&B. Like, he's really pushing the envelope. And so, from that standpoint, I love it. I love this album. I give this album a B. This is a this is a really good album. Uh, not more I need, I need to say about this, man. Let's keep it pushing. Next album that we have, and it's the last one. It is your boy Rich Chick. No, um, Rich Brian. He dropped a new album, or actually an EP, about seven eight tracks on there called Nineteen Ninety Nine. Real quickly, what do you think about it? Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> Rich Chigga. I, I'm still curious as to why he switched his name. Is it really because you know of the whole why. nigga? Is it really because of the nigga? You Come on, why. man. If he it's wanted Chigga. to sell records, if he wanted to sell records, he could not go forward with that name. Rich Chigga sounds way better than Rich Brian. Let's keep it a buck. <laughs> Let's keep it honest, man. Like Rich Chigga sounds pretty dope, even though he was disrespecting black people and, and you and I with that, right? So I get it. Um, you know, it's I'll say this about uh, Rich Brian, man, because he's he has come a long way musically. He's to me, I was introduced to his music almost almost as if it was a joke. Um, I had a old a coworker I used to work with. She she knew uh she knew that uh you know I did a podcast and she was like, oh, have you? Hey, you guys should review Rich Chigger. I literally thought she was joking. I was like, what the fuck is a Rich Chigger? I heard one album, I saw what he looked like, and I was like, there's no way this is good. There's no way, I would even, I don't even want to listen to this. There's no way. Come to find out, I have really liked a few Rich Brian songs over the years, leading up until this album, 1999, where I think he, he took a little bit more of a musical, uh, musical approach to this album because, you know, he really started singing a little bit, introducing melodies, harmonies, Really started getting into his quote-unquote pop bag. Um, sounded really good. I'll say that. He, he, like, if he's going to be making music like this, I think I'm, I think I'm all for this type of music from him. Because he can actually rap, guys. I, I know he doesn't look like he can, but if you actually listen to him, he's pretty damn good. Um, overall, short project, pretty good, pretty good. I'll give it about a B minus. I think it could be better. I think... Uh, I could I could use a full length project from Rich Brian with this type of music on it. I'm here for this, man. What do you think of this? Uh, you know, I give it about a B minus myself. Um, you know, what's funny? I'm gonna say this real quick. What Rich Chigger did, right? He started off. Listen to this. This is gonna blow your mind. Rich Chigger actually started off as a YouTube comedian, like. I'm sure his name was derived as like kind of a joke, right? As a comedian making little funny videos on YouTube, right? He then morphed into a hard-hitting rapper, right? So after he turned into a hard-hitting rapper, he dropped a couple hard-hitting rap joints, punchlines galore, uh, great deliveries, great flows and all that. He's now morphed into a guy that really relies on melodies, 
relies on vibes, feels. And this EP was kind of that transition. There is another artist, musician, celebrity that we all know that took a very similar path to their music career. You know who that is? Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino started out as somebody that was on a television show as a comedian, not quite YouTube. Childish Gambino came out as a MC, punchline heavy rapper, some dude that was with knock your knock your head off rapping wise. And he morphed with Kawhi or Kawhi, however you pronounce it, kind of threw me off guard. I was like, this guy that's a hard-hitting rapper is now singing and us with melodies. I have reason to believe that 1999 is Rich Brian's Kui. This is Rich Brian's Kui. Kui was a Kawhi. Kui was a um, EP with all melodic joints. This is similar. And even if you are a semblance of what Childish Gambino has turned into, which Childish Gambino has turned into one of the most important hip-hop figures today. If you are even a semblance of what Childish Gambino is, then Rich Brian's future is bright. Rich Brian's going to be really rich in a few more years. So, No, that's uh, you think? You think? I think he... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think he called it. He called it with that, with the rich in his name. Uh, no, nah, this is this this shit is dope though. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the music on Mommy, this. Go, um, you guys, go go back and listen to Childish Gambino's uh, uh, Kawhi album. You know, it, you know, it's funny. Kawhi, Kawhi, you know, it's funny you brought that album up or EP mixtape, whatever that shit was. Um, came out 2014, right? Like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really when I started respecting. Childish Gambino as an artist. I vividly remember, even if you guys, I don't know if you guys are, are this hip, Jaden Smith was on that album. Jaden Smith was all over that. He was Smith. all throughout it through the skits. So yeah, man, it's not a coincidence that you brought his name into, uh, you know, we just talked about Jaden Smith and his versatility. We're talking about another guy who's making a transition, um, being more versatile as an artist and Rich Bryan. Um, and going far left. like it seems like that is the tone of the albums we talked about today, minus Snitch Nine, uh, sorry, Six Nine. Um, but I think that's it, man. We got more music to talk about, but I, those are some good albums that I think came out, man. I think so. They're ill and they're not. So advice. For my ill. Wait. Not ill-advised thoughts, sorry. For my ill and not so advised, thank you so much, America. I, I, I'm not part of that, I didn't help, but okay. Here is the songs that I advise, and mine's is always more important than the next person's, and the next person is this guy. Um, number one, SZA and Ty Dolla Sign hit different. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention on Twitter or things just like Twitter, but SZA was actually in a little bit of a social media skirmish with her label, TDE. Uh, Somebody asked her uh, when she was coming out with new music. She said, pretty much it's not up to me, it's up to the label. And uh, I think 
the person responded with like some type of sad emoji or something like that. And, and uh, SZA pretty much said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm held captive. They're not letting me come out with music. Um, ironically, or coincidentally, or whatever you want to call it, Hit Different released two weeks later. And it's fantastic. You know, in this wave of all these new R&B singers, like Summer Walker, uh, Janae Aiko, I've always said there's something different. Something that, ironically, hits different about SZA and her music. I don't know. She's she's unique. She's special. And on this particular song, I think she just literally does something that's hypnotizing. Like the the, the melodies that she gives us with are hypnotizing. The, the her singing is 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 fantastic. The chemistry her and Ty Dolla Sign show on the song is great. And then I love the vibes attached to the record. I overall, I fell in love with SZA once again after hearing Hit Different. And I want to point out, I was never one to say SZA was uh, the most sexiest person in the world. It wasn't me. I think she's obviously a beautiful Black woman. But on the music video to Hit Different, did y'all see SZA in like scantily dressed SZA? Hey, I'm sorry. Uh, Sorry to interrupt, sir. Uh, Yeah, that would have been me. Uh, I've been talking about SZA uh, and her beautiful... Uh, aura for quite some time now, but you know, go ahead, continue. She's a beautiful black woman, and I thought she really, really showed off her her promiscuous, sexy side on the video to hit different. So, a lot of things I like about that record. A lot of things I like about that music video. Second song I want to talk about, which is was embroiled in controversy, was. 42 Doug and Marshmallow, their bagging song. You wanted to talk about that, I, I, I'm guessing. That's why I try to beat you to the punch. I knew you would talk about these two songs. Oh, um, God. That song is dope. Do you, do, do you know what I'm starting to realize? Marshmallow is elevating a lot of these up-and-coming trap rappers, which I would call 42 Doug. Like, if you're on a Marshmallow song early on, I think that just elevates you to the world. I do think 42 Doug has next. And in this bagging song, I think he shows why he's unique, why he's different from all the trap rappers that you hear on a daily basis. And then he, he also shows an uncanny ability to just be appealing. Sometimes that's it. Sometimes you just got to be an appealing rapper. He's very appealing on this song. And I know you're asking me, what's the controversy with this song? Um... <laughs> Let's just put it this way. On an old version of this song, he said he'll do some strange stuff to pay the rent. (laughs) I never actually listened to the clip of him saying it back then. But then while I was listening to this bagging song, that line came up again, but the words were a little switched. He said, you were doing strange things for the rent. And I was over here. No, he said you were doing strange things. You were doing actually, you were doing disgusting things. That's who he's saying his girl was doing. While I was simply trying to pay the rent. So he switched the words up a little bit. You guys can figure out what the hell happened there. I'm here to tell you that 42 Doug and Marshmallows Bagging is a pretty dope song. The last 
song I want to talk about. It was a toss-up. I had two songs, uh, but I think this one beat the other one out. Uh, is Rocky Fresh, Wale, and Aaron Ray. They dropped a song called Hold On. To me, that was a fantastic R&B, hip-hop, rap joint. Fantastic. I think Rocky Fresh is pretty slept on. Um, something about his kind of like laid back style of rapping when you put him on like a R&B sounding record it always sounds really good um, you know Wale on R&B records sounds fantastic that's when he gets his superpowers and Aaron Ray a guy that I think is very underrated um, he you know does work gives, gives us with a nice hook great melodies hold on is a really good song that I'm pretty sure you guys are not going to appreciate so to my not so advised Can we talk about trenches with Monica and Lil Baby? I mean, I thought it was genius. As you guys may know, Brandy and Monica were supposed to be doing a versus battle. They did the versus battle and everything, which, by the way, that was actually the most watched versus battle. Kamala Harris, for, God, for goodness sake, tuned into that versus battle. That was the most. After all the great big name people that did the versus battle, those two garnered the most viewers that is very interesting but uh monica and monica and little baby dropped a song called trenches right before that versus battle and the song actually was produced by the neptunes by the neptunes and it was trash <laughs> it was it was bad like monica just kind of seemed out of touch I, I you knew it was going to be bad because it's called trenches monica ain't in no damn trenches monica has been a r&b star since 13 years old she has not seen a trench in years probably but the song just sounded off things sounded forced the neptune's beat sounded just kind of like blah little baby's verse was forgettable like it uh, I thought it was a really good idea, very good marketing scheme, but just fell flat on his face, man. Those are my songs that I want to highlight, good and bad. Good list, sir. Um, good list. Better than last week. That's last episode. I'll say that. Um, yeah, I'm going to kick your ass. Don't, don't, be talking about my, <laughs> don't be talking about my list. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It was a good list. Um, However, what I will say is you did talk about the Marshmallow and 42 Doug joint. That was on my list. However, it was going to be on my not-so-advised. I'm not that high on that song. I'm just not. And it's not because of Marshmallow. Like, everything you said about Marshmallow's influence, right, and how when he gets a hold of a rapper, he usually blows him up. Like, he did it with Roddy Rich, right? Uh, Project Dreams, I think that was the name of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, first time I had ever heard Roddy Rich for real, for real, and I was like, okay, this is it. Yeah, I didn't think the joint with 42 Doug was that dope. I thought it was meh. Thought it was meh. It's just my opinion, but um, overall, good list, though. Good list. So, uh, for me, I want to highlight a couple joints that um, caught my ear over the last couple of uh, days to week, whatever you want to call it. Number one is a new joint by T.Y. Savage. Um, by the way, she dropped a new album. I'm not here to praise the whole album per se, but 
a song within the album called Save My Life. It's the, it's the intro off the album. I thought it was just extremely well put together. Her vocals are, are incredible. And I noticed that Tiwa Savage is one of those African artists that the masses has seemed to accept. I'll call it like, I'll call it like that. She reminds me a lot, and I don't mean musically, but in terms of how the masses are accepting her music of like Bur- Burna Boy. You know how like Burna Boy is like becoming this like household name and over here making songs with Coldplay, you know, Chris Martin. And it's like, it's like, whoa, like when did this happen? Like, I mean, we understand these people have been grinding for a minute, but I, I do like the fact that T.Y. Savage is starting to really get her flowers out here. You know, Beyonce put her on... Um, yeah, Lion King soundtrack. She's been a part of a whole lot of different collaborations and stuff like that. But nonetheless, T.Y. Savage just dropped a dope album, but that intro was fucking fire. Saved my life. Y'all got to go check that out. It's pretty dope. Next song I want to highlight is a joint that NBA Youngboy dropped um, called All In. Uh, honestly, I don't really know when this joint came out. I- I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, but what I will say is that um, it seems like this is going to be one of those songs that he puts out on his new album coming out, I believe, next week on September 10 or 11, whatever date it is. And um, I just really like it, man. You know, I said this on the last episode when we started talking about the art, the album artwork with uh, him and Roddy Rich. Uh, and, I, and my observation was less about the fact that the covers look the same, but more about the fact that it feels like this rollout for this album is more geared towards what albums typically get when, you know, a, a label gets put, puts money behind marketing and promotion. Um, and it's the first time I really seen this with, with, with young boys. So this song features emotional production, emotional lyrics, young boy really getting into his bag of pain, which, you know, he does pretty damn well. And I just really like it. So, again, I am anticipating this Young Boy album. I, I really am. It's one of them joints that uh, I think is going to surprise people, uh, not only from a record standpoint, uh, sorry, album sales standpoint, but also musically. I think he's he's making better music. Uh, so, yeah, all in. Check that out. Next song I want to highlight is a joint by Trippy Red and Juice World called Blast Off. This was a song that dropped on the internet money before the storm project that we were going to talk about earlier, but we we decided not to. Um, But I really like this song. Uh, Trippy Red on the hook, phenomenal performance, gets into his melody bag. You know, we talked about this earlier in the episode, right? We talk about this all the time about how artists of today are introducing melodies at an astronomical clip. And Trippy Red is one of them dudes who is probably a leader in that new school class of, art, of, of, of rappers, artists, who, who you basically use melodies at his pleasure, man. Like, this song is dope, man. And of course, the, the feature with Juice World was pretty fucking fire. Can't lie, I really like this song. Can't really say a whole lot about the the album, the Internet Money album as a whole, but this is one of the joints that I really took away and said, I'm going to add this one to my internal list of songs. Those are my ill list. 
Now on to some songs that are not so advised. I do want to warn you guys because I'm not here to trash this next song per se because I love this artist. However, Bryson Tiller just dropped a new joint called Inhale and he's been away for quite some time, which, uh, you know, he really, he does that pretty often. So I'm not knocking him and his ability to go off and build his family, do all this cute, amazing stuff on the gram. Apparently he's getting married. Shout out to Bryson Tiller. But uh, this new joint that he dropped, I'm not sure about this one. I'm not sure about Inhale. I'm just not. You know, it, it's, it's a very, the song sounds lazy to me. It sounds like a song where he just, uh, he really allowed the production to do most of the work for him. And I didn't really, I didn't really feel like he, his contribution as an artist was enough for me to just think that, you know, he can go away for a couple of years and just come back and drop this. Like it, it just didn't do enough for me. Maybe it'll grow on me, maybe not. But I'm here to tell you guys, this song is on my not so advised. I think it's average at best, uh, personally. But uh, yeah, that's my list. Interesting list, in my opinion. Um, I agree with you. That Blast Off song was, I had that as the second best song on Lemon, um, on um, Internet Money's album. Lemonade was, not Lemonade. Um, the last Lemonade. Lemonade Thrust, was pretty fucking fire. Lemonade was tight. The dumb three. Thrusting, Lemonade. Future, Future and Sway Lee. The thrusting yeah. joint? That sounds oh, like that unforgettable. Tight. Unforgettable. Like three. And, and, and Blast Off was like top three for me. Um, in terms of Bryson Tiller, I 100% agree with you. I mean, I, I wouldn't, the, the thing that's tricky is I wouldn't call this song bad. That's but, what I'm saying. I was, I was, I don't want to trash it, but I'm saying it's, it's lazy. It's, like, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's literally. You know how you can find the the sound. Not remember the, the remember that is it sound click sound click where you can get beats, and you had the option to get just the instrumental or you can get the instrumental with the singer. Yeah. I feel like it was the opposite. Like he got the <laughs> song with the instrumental with the singer, <laughs> you know, and that's just literally put his little vocals and put his little rap verse or whatever. That's, a, on that's an interesting analogy. That's, an interesting that's what it's but. But here's the thing, and I think the reason why you say that is because, think about it, if you listen to that song, you didn't hear from Bryson Tiller until about a minute and 15. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's unacceptable. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. Like, come on, man. Like, his, part, his part was tight. What is though, that? But his part no, no, no. Tight, the, but... the production, I think the production was pretty good. I, his part was tight. However, it just didn't do enough for me. It didn't do enough. I see. I get that. I get that. Okay. Yeah, that's my list, man. The Ill-Advised Wise Guys presents Who Got Next? So we are back with our our known segment called Who Got Next? And we got a special guest for you guys. He goes by the name of uh, a year that is uh, a couple years after I was born. But uh, before I get into the name, Q, I'm going to kick it over to you before we get into his background and who he is and, and let the people know, man. Come on, man! You got any words? What's up? What's up? <laughs> you, you, you got? You got? Can you? Can you speak? Can you speak? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? You kicking it to me? What's yeah, up? Yeah, man. I'm no, I'm kicking it to you. Then to kick it to him, man. You know how this goes. Oh, got you, got you. What is got what is going you. on, dude? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm gonna let you do it. I'm gonna let you do it. I'm gonna look 
I'm gonna let you do this. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right, all right, all right. So, young dude out of V, out of you know the VA area, DMV. Sir, one of the guys who are I think is uh leading the the new age movement out here, man. We talk a lot about that, but uh, he goes by the name of 1990 Bishop. Is that yes, is that sir? Yes, sir. 1990 Bishop, man. What's up, man? How you doing? What's good with y'all? What's good with y'all? Appreciate y'all having me on here. Feel me. Shout out to Absolutely. the podcast. I uh, listened to the I listened to the one uh, episode sixty five a little bit of that while I was on my homework last night. Cause y'all was talking about melodic rap. I'm actually a big fan of Don Tolliver too, and in a leech up for for. But um, mm, okay, nah, I listened to that podcast as well. Okay, appreciate sure. that, I mean, man. You've been listening to your music too, man. Appreciate. I was gonna say like you, you are somebody that's very versatile. Yes. I feel like. You know, is you're very unpredictable of which way you're gonna go as a musician. So, my question to you is actually, what type of musician would you call yourself? Um, I just call myself an artist to be honest, because there's like uh, so many things that I want to do. Like I want to do everything to be honest. You know what I mean? Like I, I enjoy so many different types of music. Like I'll go from listening to like MF Doom to Don Tolliver. To, you know what I mean? To 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 um, uh, who else? To Michael Jackson, to Justin Timberlake, to you know what I mean? Just like every artist, I I hear I just like melodies and I just like rap like lyrics. So I like everything, you know what I mean? And when you like everything, you want to do everything. But I feel like I actually I've set myself up to not only be in one category, like you said, like it's unpredictable so far. I want to keep it that way. I just unpredictable, to be honest. Okay, that's a hell of a mix right there. Yeah, it is. That is a hell of a mix. MF Doom, Michael Jackson, like them two, they they, they, them two are in a completely different areas of the world, you know. You know, and I love that's what I love because, you know, when you hear mainly those new up and coming artists, that's who they aspire to be a wide variety of people. Right. That tells me something, you know, straight off the bat. Yeah, that's true, man. You know, I never really got into MF Doom's background. I just know he has a like a cult following. That shit is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, he got I just that's yeah, man. I do, does anybody know what he looks like? That that's my question. Um, actually, there is some pictures of him on Google. Like, if you really look, but he really doesn't have that many pictures without the mask on. <laughs> Yo, that's um, crazy. Like, shout out to him <laughs> for really keeping that persona, because I mean, that's hard to do. You know what I mean? Like, it is. Know, that is no pictures of you for real, for real. Like that's crazy. You know who? You know who seems to be following that footstep that I'm noticing is Marshmallow. Does anybody know what Marshmallow really looks like? That's right. Mar- I don't know. I've not <laughs> seen Marshmallow's face. <laughs> yeah. face. We're seeing. Hey, for hey, for all we know, Marshmallow could be Donald Trump. I, I, I'm just you know. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I don't think Marshmallow is chubby. <laughs> all right. All right. Good point. Good point. Good point. All right. Um. You know what? I got a question though for you. Um, and so, you know, he, he just asked you about the, you know, the type of artist you are, you know, and I know it's hard to label you. So you consider yourself an artist and that's, mm-hmm. that makes perfect sense. But like, when did you start even making music in the first place? And then also how'd you get your name, man? Cause like, I noticed the, the 1990, but there has to be a, a wider story behind that. So. Yeah. So um, I first started making music in 2015 uh yeah 2015 i had just turned no 2014 my bad because i had just turned 15 and um 
it was that summer when I just turned 15 because my birthday's in June. And uh, me and my boy, uh, Hunter, we were just like, he had, he had already been writing raps and stuff. And I was just like, I was just a skateboarder, to be honest. Like, I just skated and I played basketball a little bit. Um, but he was already writing raps and stuff like that. And he was like, bro, we should, like, you should try this. You know what I mean? And the first beat that I actually went on was an Earl Sweatshirt type beat. Uh, I think it was actually a Earl Sweatshirt. No, nah, it's funny because it was an Earl. It was a Gucci beat, the Lemonade beat or whatever that Earl went on. Yeah. That inspired me to go on an uh, Earl type beat. But it, it was kind of like one of those like more like happy type beats, I think. I forget which, uh, which one it is. But it was something like that. And then after I did that, I was just I just fell in love with it because I was just like, this is so fun. Right. And um, I wasn't really taking it serious. So like 2018, for real, for real. Cause all through 2015 and 2018, I was just kind of just dropping whatever on SoundCloud. Like it wasn't, it wasn't something that I was really taking too serious. I was still more, more focused on like skateboarding. Uh, school and, and you know basketball but um the name nice Danny bishop my original rap name was kid bish and i didn't like that name because i was like eventually i'm not going to be a kid obviously and then um there's also just a lot of people named like kid something you know kidding kid cuddy you know things like that um and then 1990 came about because i was trying to just i really wanted i mean eventually i still am going to change my name and it's just going to be just bishop but the reason why it's not that right now is because if you search up just Bishop right now, my music won't come up. So I had to put like something in front of the name to make it so that when you search it up, it would come up first. And so at that point, I had a collective of people that I worked with and they were all born in the 90s. So I was like, let's just go by 1990. You know what I mean? Just make that like our kind of like collective name and just kind of something that would make it so that when you looked at the name, it would actually come up. You know what I mean? So it's actually not really too much of a background story to that for real. For real. Ah, that's, that's, that's actually smart, man. Very strategic of you, man. Very strategic. Search, engine, search engine optimization right there. You feel me? Exactly. You, are, you, you over here, you just described search engine optimization, <laughs> exactly. you know what I'm saying, to its core. Yeah. You, you, you know, like, you could call yourself kid forever, man. Like, you know, kid could be yeah. 60 years old. That's facts. That's oh, facts. I just didn't, I, I wasn't a fan of the name kid, to be honest. Like, the kid bitch, like, I don't know. I just didn't sit well with me, to be honest. It's not really... You're right. You could call yourself kid forever, but I mean, I still, I mean, I personally wouldn't want to be killed, called kid as a, an adult. You know what I mean? But what about, what about, what about Lil? How about Lil? Would you go with that? Nah, just because there's so many Lil's. <laughs> Lil's even worse because there's just so many of them now. You know what I mean? Like, every time you go on SoundCloud, it's a new little something. So. I feel you, man. I feel there's baby, there's the, the baby, baby, uh, Baby Keem. Baby Keem. Baby's not as bad, I guess, because it's a little bit less of those. But, I mean, now we got Baby Baby Gucci. You know, yeah. we got Baby Keem. We got Baby Scumbag. We got a lot of babies, too. So, a little baby. Damn. That's <laughs> crazy. Somebody got to come up with adolescent. Yeah. <laughs> adolescent. What's up with everybody wanting to be young, man? What's up with the old people? Why don't we old, old... Why don't old, old be something? Old dirty no, that'd be that, that'd be funny. Bro, if somebody came out, a young dude came out right now and called themselves old scumbag, that shit would be yeah. fire. That shit would be fire. <laughs> that shit would be, be fucking fire, fire huh? Yeah. That's, that should be fire. That is funny. So um I guess what you know, you, you mentioned that you like melodic rap. Yeah. So what would you say deciphers yourself from other people that do melodic rap? Um, number one, I think my lyrics, because, okay. um, a lot of like 
the modern rap and new wave rap is just kind of like, nah, pull up with a stick, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Just like kind of like on that hard, like under, even if it's not like the main focus of their music is being hard, it's still like an underlying factor of them being like hard. And like, I don't really talk about that in my music. So like I have, and I don't really like use profanity as much in my music too. So it kind of forces me to have just like different lyrics from everybody else. You know what I mean? So that's just, that's just all, that's not me not even trying to, be different it's just kind of like something that's kind of like in me you know what I mean but then also I think what also separates me is the type of melodies that I actually do um they're just very like unpredictable like you said like um a lot of people hear my songs and they tell me that like the they're not expecting like the certain words that I use and just you know when you use different words it just makes different melodies you know what I mean because different mm-hmm. words come off different of the tongue so that's just, true. Yeah. you know what I mean just those stuff like that to be honest okay yeah because you, yeah. like you said everybody the melodic rappers i think there's there's like go-to lines right exactly that a lot of melodic rappers use like you know exactly. 100%. It's, it's still dope to listen to but like right. yeah, you, know, exactly. you could expand like if you can do something different because i think you know in this day and age the name of the game is how can you be unique how right. can you stand out and right. so i think just as simple as lyrics and another thing too that a lot of people don't realize is that melodies can get complex mm-hmm. like some people just think it's like oh yeah just nod your head and, right. nah melodies can be intricate and complex right. and so i think that's that's big if you want to decipher yourself for sure no that's definitely yeah. that's definitely facts one thousand percent man and um you know speaking of the melodies and whatnot <clears throat> and the fact that i didn't even realize that you know it's crazy man when you listen to people's music that type of detail, unless you told me that, I don't think I would have known that you don't curse. Yeah. I, I don't think I, I don't think I picked that up, honestly. But, yeah, most um, people don't. Yeah. So, so what? Take me to like walk me through your creative process. You know, like generally when you're making songs, beats, or whatever it is that you're doing, how do you so, come up with concepts and how do you lay that down? Um, I usually freestyle my songs, like not in the terms of like freestyle, like you just like do one take and go all through, but I freestyle like each line. So like I never like actually write my songs out. Um, what I'll do is I'll listen to the beat. I'll kind of like hum some melodies on it to kind of like see what type of vibe I want to go for. And then I'll just kind of like make lyrics that fit those melodies. But sometimes I do the other way around too. Sometimes I'll like hear like a sentence in my head and I'll, want, and I'll make that sentence into a melody. You know what I mean? So it's, it's always kind of just like free flowing because I feel like if you, at least for me, when I write it, it doesn't sound as natural. Yeah. So I just uh, freestyle each line. That's crazy, man. Cause yeah. so so I heard I've heard this term be used a lot in recent history, mm-hmm. where they say artists are punching in lyrics. Yeah, that's exactly what I. Do. That's basically what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so like yeah. I remember, uh, man, I'm trying to think of like the first person I ever heard that said they didn't write their lyrics. It was probably mm-hmm. Wayne, for real, for real. I ain't gonna lie. It's probably Jay, Wayne. Jay used to say it. Jay, Jay used to Jay used to say it. That's a fact. This, I'm not saying Wayne's the only person. I'm just saying, like, the first person that I really heard say and, like, truly kind of could feel it, like, even in the right. music. You right. know what I'm saying? Because you can, you can kind of get the vibe and see that this is really coming from a creative standpoint. So that right. makes perfect sense. Yeah. That's, that's, that's dope, man. Yeah, so, nah. Uch, as a musician yourself, like, somebody that's dabbled in music. Right. Yeah. I guess this is a question for both of y'all, because I, I try to rap, but I was awful. Um like what is it about freestyling that that makes it i guess easier for you guys shit i'm gonna answer this first because 
Bish is the actual artist right now, so I'm gonna get mine out the way. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it, I feel like it. Uh, it's the most natural and creative way. Like, it, like everything that you say and feel gets directly translated onto the actual production, and it's the probably the most authentic form of music for real, for real. Granted, of course, you can write songs, and that's great too. But like, the punch in style is definitely. The most organic, I would say, yeah. but that's me as an, as somebody who does not make music anymore. What do you think? Uh, for me, the reason why I think freestyling is easier for me is because, like I said, whenever I write it and then like I try to put it onto the song, it usually just doesn't um, vibe as good as it would if I just like were to hum it and then kind of like just you know what I mean, like just make it sound right. You know what I mean? When I when I write a song, I feel like it doesn't. It's not the best that it could sound, you know what I mean? Like, it might still sound come out good, but it might not be the best that it can sound. Um, but don't get me wrong, like, if it's like a, if there's like a certain part of a song where I really want to, like, say something more deep, like, I won't write it, but I'll take my time freestyling it, you know what I mean? Like, I'll kind of, like, actually think about, all right, what am I going to say, blah, 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 and then, like, yeah. take my time and do it. Like, I still won't write it, but I'll, I'll definitely, like, actually think about it and not just say the first thing that comes to my head, like, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, that's, that makes sense. That's, so, that, that makes perfect sense. It's a great answer. So if in this world, right, like you had an ultimatum right now, skating or rapping, one of them, you got to pick one. I definitely, go, I definitely go with music making just because I don't even skate for for right now. I, def- <laughs> and I, definitely, I definitely like music more just because um, I feel like it's more of an expression of myself than skating is. Um, but I, I mean, I'm, I don't think I ever had that ultimatum, so I'm still skate every day. It's when I get my new board, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got another hey. ultimatum for you, real quick, Uch. I got another ultimatum for you. What's happening? This, this is the most important one to me, mm-hmm. and I ask everybody this: Nickelodeon or Disney when you were growing up? Um, I'd have to go with Nickelodeon. Just because I was more into <laughs> I was more into cartoons than I was into the real people. Okay, okay. Yeah. Was there there a you go. Cartoon, favorite cartoon that you had growing up? Ah, uh, shoot. Favorite cartoon? Hmm. I, I watched a lot of cartoons on Cartoon Network too. I liked Ben Ten. I liked Static Shock. I liked. Um, Those are the ones. Low key, else? Cartoon Network had them all, man. Facts. What else? Uh, Courage it, the Cowardly. It, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yo, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what else? Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Ed, Ed, and uh, Eddie was funny too. Johnny Bravo, all of them. Johnny Bravo. Yeah, no, Cartoon Network got the sauce for real, for real. They did. They, they, really they did. definitely did. And Yo, I know, got. was a good answer. But <laughs> I had Nickelodeon, but I think I had Nickelodeon by default as a kid because we we had like cable that did not have Disney. So mm. <laughs> Disney just always seemed a little cheesy to me, to be honest. Like it just always Disney seemed kind of cheesy. Was a little cheesy. It was. Uh, Bro, I never watched Disney. I never watched Disney. I was not into uh, it. I really wasn't, man. Uh, the reason I bring it up really is because uh, you know a lot of these people that make music, they get a lot of inspiration from cartoons. Right. Like, for real, for real. Yeah. Like even their chains. Some people got cartoon chains and Facts. all that stuff. So I was curious to know. Bro, what's the underground? The, uh, I know. Um, yeah. I was gonna say in the underground. I know a lot of people are into like. There's like a big anime culture too. Yes, Ooh, there yeah, is. Yeah, man. Yes, so it's, it's definitely a thing. 
Bro, I'm trying to think of the cartoon that like everybody keeps for the last three years. People keep referencing. Oh man, cannot think of the name. It, it, some boy, some genius boy laboratory. Uh, not Dexter's laboratory. Uh, no, no, no. Not Jimmy New. Is it Jimmy Neutron? Fuck. Maybe. Yo, there's a rep. That people keep referencing the same cartoon. But anyway, that's a Word. good, uh, good, uh, good answer, man. Nickelodeon was the shit. Yeah. Um, I got an observation though that I noticed when I listened to your music. And um, you put out really short projects, mm. like seven songs. I feel like that's like the limit. I don't think I've seen one over that. I but haven't really. So the first project I put out, the Bad Enough one, that one, I mean, honestly, all my projects, none of them are really like like super official. They were all just kind of like, I feel like dropping a project and I kind of just like throw songs that I've had together into a project um, just because... I don't feel like I've ever had like the the production that I really wanted to make like a real album. You know what I mean? So I kind of just they're kind of all just kind of mixtapes, for real, for real. Yeah, like, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring up bad enough because um I feel like that was the project that I noticed you had the same beat as Lil mm. Uzi Vert. Yeah, and his song "That's a Rack." Yeah, yeah, I did what, it first what? too. I did it first too. <laughs> <laughs> what is that yeah like how did that how did that come about man like because clearly you got uh, a good ear you got a good ear man you got yeah, a good ear that melody was actually just like a loop that a lot of producers were using at the time so uh when, my, when one of my producers sent it to me i just as soon as i heard the melody i was like yo this is fire so i just hopped on it and then when i heard uzi come out with this song i was like yo that's crazy <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah no for sure it's not, it does sound like an uzi melody but like when i heard it i was like this sounds like something uzi would go on so, that's makes dope. sense. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm gonna say this. Um, I personally don't think that DMV hip hop, the DMV hip hop scene, is as big as it should be. Like, I feel like this area is way too influential when it comes to culture, mm. and I don't feel like there's many artists, rappers, singers that are as big as right. other, you know, places. Don't don't get me wrong. We got Wale, we got Ari Lennox, right. we got great artists. Shot Glizzy. Shot Glizzy. We got Gold Link. Gold, Gold Link. Link. But I, I just feel like, you know, they're not as big as yeah. other artists from these other cities. So I yeah. say, this, I think you have like that it factor to be able to take things to the next level. And Appreciate you're the more. next yeah. generation of DMV hip hop. When you make music, is that stuff that you think about? Like I gotta mm -hmm. carry on to that next generation or is it just a I don't really think of it uh like that necessarily. I think of it more from a standpoint of like um uh just artistry in general. Like I wanna be the next generation of just artists in general, like no matter where you're from. But I do feel like a part of the problem of the DMV uh scene and why a lot of people aren't as big is because um a lot of artists like they might get that local following in the dmv and i feel like that following is kind of like a cult following and um i don't know like it's kind of a specific sound you know what i mean like especially for the rappers like the the like the street rappers and stuff like that i feel like we need to have more of a scene here for like pop artists and and mm -hmm. people that are going to make stuff that's going to be like radio ready type stuff yeah. i feel like we don't really have that scene yet that's and that's why we don't have like big the big artists. 
It's a great answer. Interesting. I, so basically, hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, man. That makes a lot of sense. And you're right. You're right. You think about all the people you named, Q. Um, a lot of people are. I mean, I don't want to say backpack rappers, but it's like, yeah, they, they have a either you're super trap or you right. are like a backpack rapper where like your sound is not very grand. It doesn't. Right. It can't really leave the city. You know what I'm saying? Right, so yeah. universal. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mentioned IDK. IDK is great. Um, but and, guy. Uh, and Rico Nasty is somebody I think that experiments. Rico Nasty, I think if she she's keeps fire. on the path, if she's she's going on, she's she's definitely up yeah. there for stardom. Yeah. Yo, I want to ask you, man. Um, you know. It's 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 interesting because even with your features that you put out, uh, sorry, your songs that you put out, I see features on there. I'm not really familiar with the names. So, like, mm. two questions: How do you determine who you want to collaborate with? Because you, mm. it seems like you collaborate with a bunch of different type of artists, um, mm. sounding wise. I'm sorry, music wise. Mm. Um, and then also, what's the plan for new music dropping from you, man? You got a you got a strategy coming up or what? Um, so as far as like artists I collab with, I actually don't collab with too many people. I only collab with really uh, my boys, like Taco Fredo. He's one that I collab with all the time, uh, Tamla Mazzy. But those are two dudes, like they're from my neighborhood. Like they, I was already making music. And then I was like, when I, when they told me that they wanted to make music, I kind of just like brought them on board. I was just like, all right, let's just do this. Let's come, come up together type, type beat. And um what else? For production wise, yeah, it's, it's my my other dude, uh, Ronnie Chalk. He's from Virginia too. Um, Super Kid, I do have Super Kid, and he's from uh, Europe actually. But um, I keep my circle pretty small as far as people I collaborate with. Um, and sometimes it's by choice. Sometimes it's because other people like you know they have more numbers, so they don't really want to collab. Um, but that's fine. I understand that. But uh, yeah, no, it's not. It's not too many people for real. For real. It's probably like. Five, five people, different people. I really collab with. Real people. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, even but but I mean, even with those people though, I, I from what I can tell, like they have a different sound than you. Like mm-hmm. you guys are not necessarily, and I'm not talking about the producer um, you mentioned, but like the artists, like they don't mm-hmm. really sound like you. So like, yeah. what makes you? But I think I got my answer. You know them personally. Yeah. Um, so that's a little different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's a little different. That's a little different. But uh, okay, so second question was. You got any new music dropping soon that you want the people to know about? Yeah, I'm actually about to drop a song today, for real, for real. I've been trying to just drop every week um, recently because, like I, I told you before when we were talking on the phone, um, I when I was dropping consistently back in, like, 2018, when I first started taking it serious, that's when I had, like, I think my most active followers. And it was because I was dropping consistently, so I'm just going back to that now. I'm just trying to drop more. And in my music, I think the reason why I slowed down is because it was more of a process of me, like, actually, like, trying to figure out, okay, how do I want to sound? How do I make this better? Take it to the next level. And now that I feel like I've gotten to like a point where I can actually drop consistently every weekend, it'll be like solid music. Whereas before it was like, I had to take maybe two, three weeks to actually come up with a solid song. Now it's like, I can cook up three solid songs in a week, you know what I mean? Drop one and have another one ready. But you know, at the same time, cook up another three solid songs the next week. And maybe I go, oh, never mind. The ones from last week weren't even as good. That happens a lot. You know what I mean? So I'm just right. trying to improve. But now I feel like I'm improving at a much faster rate so I can drop every week again. I like I like the model. I like the model, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's proven. 
Russ, Russ is one of them dudes that's been doing it for a long time. Yep. Started from SoundCloud, dropped the song every week, built the fan base. He yep. even even now that he's quote unquote made it, he's still dropping the song every week. Yep. Mm-hmm. I should, mm-hmm. That's a model. That, that's a model that works. If you if you got the material, you right. can actually do that. Because I feel like every artist can't do that. I just I don't feel that way. You got to really be a, t- a different type of artist. No. You got to be hungry. You got to be hungry too. You got to be hungry. You got to be hungry, but you also have to be dynamic. You have to be a dynamic artist to be able to come up with that much content. Yes, yes, yes. Because um, writer's block comes about, right? <laughs> it does. And then also a lot of these artists, they like made the same songs over and over in different ways. Mm-hmm. So like, it kind of like, I feel like that doesn't really help. If you're dropping every week and it's almost the same type of song every time, it doesn't really help. I try to switch it up a lot. So, Okay. I like yeah. I like that man. Like, is there is there a particular thing that you need when you're in the studio to when like when you're creating your music? Like, do you need like um, uh, water? Like, I need my water. Water, a water. Oh, water. That's okay. really it, for real, for real. Yeah, some water. you needed like all kinds of stuff, right? You needed man. you needed candles. Man. You needed man. relax. That's not true. <laughs> what are you talking? <laughs> what is this guy talking about? <laughs> hey, hey, listen, look, hey, don't don't let anybody fool you. This guy, Quincy, could actually rap. I know he he doesn't actually say it, but he could actually rap. He could rap better. He, he, he could rap better than me, but I mean he could rap though. You know what I'm saying? We, we burnt that catalog. That catalog is long gone. I still got it. Hey, I might drop a song from this guy tonight from 10 years ago. Be prepared to, to talk to Judge Judy in the morning. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah. is coming your way. Oh, man. I think definitely dope, man. We gonna. I'm, I'm definitely checking for your music, man. Appreciate it. Checking for your music. Yeah, we tuned in, man. We tuned in. We 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 like the momentum. We like the uh, we like your artistry, man. For real. So, how can the people find you? Where can they find you? Where do you want them to listen to your music at? Like, um. So right now, if you want to listen to my most recent music and you want to be up to date on those weekly drops you got to listen on soundcloud 1990 bishop just 1990 b-i-s-h-o-p one word um but if you want to listen on streaming platforms there's a bunch of it's the same name on all streaming platforms um you're just going to be listening to like the more official releases you might not hear every single weekly drop but you're going to still get music at least like once or twice a month so yeah Okay. Oh man, we're looking forward to it. I'm sure the people are too, man. You, you, you I think you're gonna get introduced to a, a whole new group of people who probably didn't know who you are. Um, no. So, so yeah, man. Q, you got anything else? Keep it going. Keep it sure. going. And, and reconsider. Maybe you can have like Kid Bish mm. as like your secondary name, mm. like you know, or maybe your alter ego. Yeah. You no, know, I, like I still go ahead, kill you still, I like that name. Yeah. I actually like Fair. that name. It's right. Fair. It rolls. It's, 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 uh, hey, no? old, old Bishop. I promise you that's the one. <laughs> that's, that's the one. That's the one. You say you want to change it? Old Bishop. That's going to get people turning like, who the fuck is old Bishop? Who the fuck is that? And then you just hit him with some fire. Ooh, yeah. do, do you know search engine optimization, old Bishop? Do you know how yeah. hard it would be to find him? Hey, old Bishop kind of sounds like this weak. It's gonna be liquor. like church it's, gonna come out. It sounds it sounds like this this liquor that's that's pretty trash. Like I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> no, I'm looking up uh, old Bishop right now. Old Bishop comes up with some Twitch streamer, and oh. then you got uh 
How much you want to bet he's how many how much you want to bet he's he's young as fuck? How much you want to bet old bitch? Then that comes up old Bishop Farms. Old Bishop Farms. There you go, man. Hey, hey, trademark that ASAP. I think you still got a chance, man. Hey, hey, 191900. I said 1900. 1990 Bishop, man. We appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. You doing what you doing? Appreciate y'all. Yeah, for sure, man. We're gonna holler at you later, man. All right. For sure. Thank y'all for having me on here, bro. For sure. Hey, peace. Much love. Yes, sir. It was vice thoughts. Yes, and sir, for my ill advised thought, not dot. I want to talk about somebody that I'm afraid to say. And I'm very scared to say, might be either washed up or a one album wonder. Um, we talked about a lot of rappers uh, in our on, on this episode. We talked about Drake, talked about Lil Wayne a little bit. We talked about J Cole. We talked about Big Sean. Talk about Kendrick Lamar. If you're paying attention, there was a rapper that I I, I uh, mentioned that I think is at least one A, at least one notch above A plus rappers, and that's Chance the Rapper. Um, before Chance the Rapper came out with anything major, his name was was pretty much circling around the whole industry. Everybody knew who Chance the Rapper was. They they were like, oh, there's this kid out of Chicago, uh, really talented, uh, very lyrical, very, very like, you know, youthful. The music that he makes is completely different than what you're used to hearing. He has a good aura to him, good vibes to him. And uh, he has Next. So he had that mixtape, I believe it was called Acid Rap. Um, People loved it. Then he dropped perhaps one of the best hip hop albums of all time in Coloring Book to me. In Coloring Book, he showed uh, an uncanny ability to step outside of the box when it came to making hip hop music. But then at the same time, still capable of making bangers, still capable of making gospel songs, just a wide variety of things. And everything just felt organic. Everything just felt right when that album came out. Since Coloring Book came out, I feel like there's just been a whole bunch of swings and misses by, by Chance the Rapper. Not only as a rapper, but also on his social media, also on his decision making. Um, after Coloring Book, Chance came out with a whole bunch of different singles and it just never felt right, right? Like, it, I think he came out with a single there was like three or four he'll come out with every once in a while. And yeah, you know, you, you bump it, but something's missing. And for me, I guess I was being naive at the time. I was like, all right, he's just playing around, experimenting. Our favorite rap rappers and R&B singers, they do that. They just experiment with sounds. But when his album comes out, he's going to be good. You know, and the Chance Rapper started featuring on songs every once in a while, good feature, but all the other times was bad features don't worry his album will be good like we don't judge chance the rapper based off of his singles and what he brings out 
Well, his chance to prove everybody wrong with that album that came out, which was called The Big Day. It's, it's, I had to Google it. That should tell you something. I, I, I couldn't remember the name of the album. But the album was called The Big Day, came out, and it did not hit. Chance the Rapper tried to do a whole bunch of stuff that he did on Coloring Book. He tried to still be goofy. He tried to still be youthful. He recruited some somebody from every uh, facet of music. It just didn't hit. That magic wasn't there. Since then, Chance the Rapper has featured on a couple other songs. Chance the Rapper was on a strip club joint that I heard the other day. What happened to Chance the Rapper? What is what what happened to Chance? Was it a matter of his style was catered for that time, 2015, 2016, 2017? Um, was it a matter of certain uh views that he had? Like if you remember on Twitter, like he talked about you know politics a lot. He talked about how he he was uh, uh, he kind of liked what Trump did. It, he, he actually supported Trump in something. He took it back eventually, but he supported Trump, supported Kanye and his presidential bids. Is that something that turned people off? What happened to Chance the Rapper? Is he overrated? How can we fix Chance the Rapper? Can Chance be fixed? Um, you know, at this point in time, I don't know those answers. And I think if Chance doesn't get a chance, ironically, to drop something as good as Coloring Book, I do start, I do think that we should start thinking about him as one of the most disappointing rappers to ever hit the scene. And I don't want to, I love Chance. I love him as a human being. I love what he embodies. Love him as a hip hop artist. But I repeat, if Chance doesn't start shelling out hits, albums that are good, he will be looked at as one of the most disappointing hip hop acts to hit the scene. That is my ill-advised thought. Thank you very much. Very, very interesting take on Chance the Rapper. Um, yeah, Chance, Chance is trending downwards. I, I will, I will definitely <laughs> say that. Yeah, dog, he's trending downwards, and I don't know, man. We'll see if he can switch it around. It's, it's tough. It's tough. But no, nah, I, I understand the point you're making. I understand the point. Uh, we shall see. We shall see. I don't have any more to, to add on to that other than we shall see. Um, so for me to, to, to start on my ill-advised thoughts, I want to just talk about collectives in hip hop. Um, you know, and, and the fact that sometimes being in a collective can help you when you first start out as a rapper um, or an artist, but then sometimes it could prove that it doesn't necessarily serve you in any way, shape or form. I, I think 
I, I I'm bringing this topic up because in the in the, in recent in the news, I'll say that in within the last few weeks, we've seen two collectives. One is probably a little bit way more notorious. I'm even gonna say a little bit way more no, notorious, as in the ASAP mob being a group that's been around for quite a while now. You know, I believe ASAP Rocky first dropped in 2012, 13, something like that. I can, it's it's been a it's been a ASAP Rocky been around, been around for a minute. The ASAP Mob Collective has been around for quite some time now. As we've seen over the past couple of years, ASAP Ferg has gone off to basically have his own, I'll say establish his own brand uh, and really become his own artist. But really ASAP Ferg and ASAP Rocky have, have been the guys out of the ASAP Mob that I think we have seen blossom into their own person beyond their collective ASAP group. Um, they have quite a few people in that group. I don't even know all the guys in the, I don't know all the names. I, I just know a couple ASAP Nast, ASAP Yams, the one who passed from drug, uh, from, from the drug abuse. Um, ASAP Bari, there's a couple of different people in there, but again, ASAP Ferg and ASAP Rocky have been the guys. Um, and another collective, that is is not even anywhere close to where ASAP Mob has has established themselves in hip hop, but YBN, the YBN Collective, Ace. I'm sorry, YBN the Mirror, YBN Almighty J, and YBN Corday. These are these are three guys who have really established themselves. Young dudes who have really tried to establish the YBN Collective as a household name. I don't really feel like they were ever able to really achieve that. And it, like I said in the news, ASAP Ferg has been feuding with his camp. And there's been this big uproar between camp members where they're telling ASAP Ferg he's no longer ASAP and he needs to get out of here. And, you know, basically you got personal business spilling into the streets, which you never really want, but that's not the point I'm making. Same thing with the YBN click. Corday has been a guy, new artist. I think he's been one of those guys who I know you just brought up Chance, Q, but I would actually compare YBN Corday very similar to the hype that was put on Chance the Rapper early on. Like before he ever really released something, it seems like Corday has been anointed by the greats. He's been put in that light, that spotlight as the next guy, the next young dude to basically carry the torch for the next decade. Um, and YBN confirmed that he's no longer, I'm sorry, YBN Corday confirmed like this week that he's no longer YBN. He's, he's going to go by Corday from now on, which, um, you know, he said, hey, it's no love lost. That's his guys. No, you know, no disrespect to them dudes, but we, we see different visions. It's, you know, that's not who I am at this point. And hopefully they can respect that, which is interesting because it sparked something in my head where you, you know, you see a lot of, you see a lot of this normally, right? Where you can start out with one collective, you can start out with one group. Sometimes you have collective and creative differences that will basically make you stray off and, and create your own lane. Um, and I, and I think if ASAP Ferg ends up getting kicked out, quote unquote, or leaving ASAP Mob, I think he'll be all right. You know, 
Ferg has been a guy who, again, like I said, has established his own lane. I don't really look at him as ASAP anything other than the name. We've seen ASAP Ferg come out and really create sounds, create the energy, create those hype songs that we love. A lot of people compare him to the new age. They say he's the new age Busta Rhymes. Like the, the type of energy that he brings to the table is unmatched. Um, and so the overall point that I'm making is I feel like sometimes, you know, you can start out with a collective, a, a group, but it's okay to move on sometimes. I, I see two different things that's happening right now. I see Corday moving on gracefully. <laughs> and I see the ASAP Ferg and his camp like legitimately arguing over, over whether or not he should be part of ASAP Mob anymore. It's, you see two completely different perspectives, but I think everybody is entitled to move on. And if you are growing with your creative and what you stand for today no longer actually represents where you were when you first became an artist, yo, there's nothing wrong with that. And so I, once again, I, I expect... I'm one of those people who expect big things from YB and Corday, or I guess Corday at this point now. Uh, and I don't think dropping the YBN is going to hurt him musically. I don't think there's anything, I don't think anything of it other than the fact that, okay, he's no longer YBN. And same thing with ASAP Ferg. Like, if he goes by Ferg from now on, it's not going to be a big deal to me. Um, and so, yeah. Interesting, interesting uh, size of this. Again, if you're a part of a collective, there's nothing wrong with moving on if you have creative differences. Um, and that's my ill-advised thoughts, man. Move gracefully <laughs> if you're out there. And this has nothing to do with being a rapper or an artist. I mean, like, as a collective in any capacity. Like, I don't, I don't care if you are a part of a, a writing team, a part of an artist. You, you're a part of a, uh, a team of people who do, who do graphic design. Like, Bro, like if you have creative differences, have the audacity to move on. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Don't let anybody try to like, you know what I'm saying? Like force you to be a part of that and act like that defines you. I see a lot of that going on and I just think it's whack. So yeah. shout out to both, shout out to both of them brothers, man. Um, I see yeah. both of them dudes having careers and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think, the fact of the matter is, like, people grow. I mean, it's rare that you can grow together, especially when you have a big group, especially when you're completely different people. Like, I think with YBN's group, they are all different. Like, I mean, YBN Namir and YBN uh, uh, Almighty J are very similar, but Corday is left field. Like, I was even surprised. I was like, Corday, I knew this was going to happen because Corday is just on a different, like, different mindset, completely. So he's, on, he's on a different mission. It feels like... He's on a different mission. It and just I, feels like what he's doing artistically exactly. is just... It, exactly. it, there's a purpose. And what I realized was, when I realized that this was going to happen was when I figured that, oh, he didn't really know them like that. Like, he's from Maryland. They're from, um, I believe, Alabama or Mississippi. And, something like that. Um, there's two different worlds. And as you, you, you can't put yourself in a box. Don't be in the hip hop game, as sucky as it sounds, you can't be too loyal. And I think if he was going to try to be too loyal to them, he would have literally had his career um, not reach the peaks that it could. As for ASAP Ferg, that's a very sad, sad, sad situation that's going on, man. Like, not only what you, what you didn't mention, you know, is that 
they even were calling his music trash. They were like, yo, what he brought out was trash. Like, from, from no disrespect, I don't know ASAP Illies. So they have like a, a hierarchy in terms of respect in that ASAP Ferg group. There's clearly a head honcho. And apparently ASAP Illies is one of the head honchos. Like I said, I've never heard him rap. Don't even, I didn't even know he existed. I, I have no idea who that is. Random person that said ASAP Ferg was out, out the group. But the thing that sucked was the other ASAP confirmed it. He was like, yeah. ASAP yeah. Nas. And now I know ASAP Nasty. I've seen, I've seen him. I heard of him. It's a sad situation, especially considering that this ASAP group would be any other group if it wasn't for ASAP Rocky and ASAP Ferg. ASAP Ferg, you can argue even more than ASAP Rocky. Remember, we were talking about this a couple years back. ASAP Ferg has been putting in work to keep this ASAP group like relevant on a universal standpoint. Hey, I see what you did there. Work. He has a song called Work. There you Yo, go. I mean, I, I, I but honestly, I don't, I don't even think it's blasphemous. I don't think I it's blasphemous. Say, Let's just come out and say ASAP Ferg has been the guy keeping the lights on musically from a musical re- relevance standpoint. ASAP Ferg is once again, he's, his headspace is something different. But then the question is in that case, I think each group wants to achieve something different. Each person in the group wants to achieve something different. ASAP Rocky wants to achieve like fashion and next level stuff. ASAP Ferg wants to make bangers. And I'm not sure what the ASAP group wants to achieve at this point. Like, do they want to be still street rappers? Do they want to just still hang out? I don't know. I don't know, man. But, but my, all, all, what I will, all I do know is, man, if ASAP Ferg moves on, man, he should, he should just, I mean, listen, it's personal because they, they clearly family. They know each other, you know, personally look, from, look. from the block. They grew up together. It's listen, obvious. Listen, once again. Like, go off and do your thing, ASAP Ferg. No, on. once again, no disrespect to his friends and his group. Nothing would change if ASAP, if ASAP Ferg decided Damn. to no longer associate nothing would change <laughs> literally I, Anything, like I, it would be something he'll get better like like i, like I said we can call him ferg and it doesn't matter go to remove the asap from his name whatever would not be blackballed from anything he would right. not be nothing would change yeah yeah it's it's i hope the brothers get it together we'll see what happens though uh that's my ill-advised thoughts if you guys stayed this long, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Like I said earlier in the episode, smash the like button. We would appreciate that. Hit the like button, comment, subscribe, do whatever you need to do to support. Are you um, you smashing like buttons, dog? Like, what else? What else? What else are you smashing? Hashtags? You damn freak. Maybe. Uh, what you got? Hey, hey. What ass? Like, what ass like hey. button? Hey, <laughs> hey, them, hey, them hashtags be looking kind of, kind of good though, man. I ain't gonna lie. Hmm. There's some, there's uh, some likes in this house. There's some likes in this house. But, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, let's get up out of here, man. As always, if you are giving advice, make sure it's ill. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? 
These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.